Hello and welcome to episode 150, shit, 54? <laughs> it is. Checkpoint chat? Is it? It is. Nailed it. Nailed it. <laughs> I just realized because I'm using Adobe I Audition, I don't save the, the file. For, well, I don't save the folder first anymore. because I, I don't saw the panic to, so. on your face. It was great. The moment she started, <laughs> welcome to 150. Let me just drag this out while I look for the episode. <laughs> <laughs> I had to like open my file explorer, just be like, okay, what was last week's one? Had episode 154. Check, put chat. Uh, my name is Alessandra Barbosa, joined as always by Matthew Figuera. The keeper of episode numbers, apparently. Because I mean, sometimes this, is, this is why you earn the big bucks. I've got to keep you in line, right? Yeah, this is why yep. I earn the big bucks, you know. This is why the, you earn the big bucks. The multi you, multiplier uh, of zero watched, is still zero. You've <laughs> Wow. Wrecked. <laughs> um, you, you haven't watched Loki, have you? I have not watched Loki yet. I, I, oh, okay. I'm behind on lots of Marvel stuff. Like, I've, I think I've watched the first three episodes of Falcon and Winter Soldier. I just need to mm -hmm. binge it all one, one evening or one Saturday. Yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a slow burn. It's, it's like my... It's weird saying this because there's only three of them, but it's my least favorite of the three, mm -hmm. even though it is still pretty good. I, I enjoy. I did watch WandaVision. I enjoyed that. Like, I thought... WandaVision's real good, yeah. I mean, I think the, the last episode was a bit meh, but the actual, yeah, I agree. the actual show was, you know, in terms of production value and acting and whatnot was real good. Um, yeah. yeah. No, I, I, I agree with you. I also think that, um, I mean, you haven't got there, but um falcon and the winter soldier struggles with its finale as well nice. and i think loki is the first of the three that like nails that finale like crazy well i thought so. yeah I, I was sure. just gonna say so yeah. i think you darren and Kervin were like wow that's some of the best shit we've seen in our lives and then i think was it tracy and or noel were like eh. <laughs> mm. <laughs> it's okay <laughs> it's a it's a very um and and i get i get the uh the criticism of it it's a maybe an underwhelming finale for the season as a standalone thing yeah but what it does is it sets up future stuff the mcu like going forward in a very fascinating way and that's why i think i liked it um, well what's cool is that just this week i think we got a, a release date for the new hawkeye show um, mm, i'm actually quite keen on that which yeah. it's 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 actually really nice that we're getting these um you know, inverted commas, smaller shows that touch on some of the side characters. Um, like, I mean, Hawkeye's an Avenger, but you feel like he's just there, you know. <laughs> he's just the dude who shoots a bone arrow. He doesn't have superpowers. Like, it's just mm. Hawkeye. Same and goes for Falcon is, and all these other people. Yeah, exactly. It's really cool because they, they you know, relatively big characters in the films, but mm. they're, not the, they're not a Tony Stark no, or a Captain or America. Cap, yeah. So they don't get as much um, screen time. So especially with uh, WandaVision, like got to see a whole different side of Wanda mm. and Vision. Ha, WandaVision. Um, oh, is that why the name's that? Hey, just <laughs> didn't even realize until now. Wow. Um, and it also has some cool implications for like the future of the films, which I think is is mm. really nice. So, yeah. I mean, there's actually quite a, quite a bit of stuff coming uh, this year still. We've got the... The What If animated series, which Ooh, very excited at first this. I thought it would be like just a fun spin-off type thing, but in the context of what happened at the end of Loki, I'm like, 
oh, this actually might be important. Oh boy, um, that that's probably my only concern. Um, not really a concern, so much as like I will make the time to watch the shows because I'm keen mm-hmm. to watch Marvel shows. Lenska probably won't get around to watching the shows because she's not as interested in them, but she will watch the theatrical releases. Um, so like kind of going to miss lost. a lot of nuance mm. and some side stuff if you're missing out on all you know all this backstory but i suppose it's I the same so, yeah. i suppose it's the same if you're you know reading actual comic books where it's like well mm. there's this arc and did you read this character's arc and this and that's so like you might miss out on some stuff so i don't know like it depends how into it you are i guess but that, i feel like they're really like you know hammering down this there's there's a lot of media across different places that you need to keep track of if you want to really get the full story yeah no i and i'm interested to see how they do that because like you said some people just watch the movies Mm. so how do they you know how do they still bridge that gap while also not being like okay here's a 30 minute uh like catch up that Mm. if you've watched the series is real stupid because hey you watch the series you already know the shit yeah yeah like i mean as as an example having only finished one division i'll know why wanda does certain things in the upcoming film because you know she or why vision is like uh, looking different exactly yeah oh yeah i mean that itself you're like but hang on didn't didn't he die like what happened (laughs) so otherwise you end up in the star wars scenario where like you went to watch uh the the force awakens and c-3po had a red arm and you're like like what why and they never address that and then it's like it's addressed in some like prequel comic or something yeah and then it just like never ever factors into it again you're just like mm. okay yeah well, that's strange yeah so yeah stuff like that but i guess i guess the stuff that's happening in the marvel series is far more important than a character getting a new <laughs> arm so you never know. Yeah, maybe never maybe know. a bad example. Maybe. <laughs> but it's yeah, Lo- Loki. Loki's really good. Um we've got the what if series coming soon. Uh Hawkeye's coming. And I think still this year is Miss Marvel. Uh oh, is that this I year? Very keen for, yeah. Hmm. Okay. Very, very keen keen for that. I think uh I think the game, you know, for all its faults, did a really good job of introducing a whole new audience to um Kamala Khan. Mm. Um, and the character of Miss Marvel, and to be honest, she was probably one of the best parts of that game, especially mm. in the campaign. So, yeah, yeah, I'm keen to see that translated into a, a series. Um, oh, is it is it a, is it a series, not a film? Was uh, so it's a series for now. Okay. Yeah, it's a Disney Plus series uh, to introduce her, but I assume she'll be introduced yeah, she'll in the be. films eventually. Yeah. Mm. I think that's what's cool about the series as well. They can do. A lot of the legwork for origin stories, which oh yeah, get that out the way. Mm. Exactly, some of the weakest Marvel films are the origin stories because it's like, you know, having to introduce a character for the first time and stuff. So I don't know. I can't Although that Shang Chi movie <laughs> is looking oh, pretty that's good. Sad. Yeah, good lord. Yeah, There's that's actually a lot like of Marvel stuff. Yeah. Although I can't can't wait to watch the Uncle Ben arc and the new Spider Man when you go multiverse. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that that movie is actually coming this year still in December. Oh, is that the? It can't be. I I don't believe we that. haven't got a trailer. Yeah, yet I haven't seen a single anything from that movie. I I thought the trailer would only come out after the end of Loki. Uh, I think Kevin actually mentioned as well. He's like, yeah, I'm pretty sure they're waiting for Loki to finish because there's some implications there. Yeah, but now there's still nothing. So, well, shit. I don't know. <laughs> 
I would love to know what the fuck's happening in that film because it seems wild from all the rumors. Just yeah. Like well, we're getting all these Spider-Man. cameos and different returning actors. So yeah, I got the got the actor for Doc Ock from the Tobey Maguire Spider Man saying mm. he's involved. So like, that, holy shit, that's cool, man. <laughs> I hope it's not a another thing like One Division where they bring back like Evan Peters and you're like, oh my god. They're merging the two universes and it turns out he's just like... He's just there. Like, come it on. It was a troll <laughs> casting, like the most troll casting ever. Yeah, it oh really God. was. It's bizarre. Anyhow, that's that's Marvel stuff, right? We're enjoying... It's good, yeah. Enjoying it's, all the Marvel shenanigans. I, speaking of, well, Marvel, DC had a new film out... Well, coming out this coming week. Oh, Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad. And that's been reviewing... Getting good reviews. Real well. Mm. I am so far behind. Do you think I'm behind on the marvel tv shows i am years behind on the whole dc universe like the last film i watched was batman v superman that was how long ago now like i've missed oh wait i lie i've seen wonder woman the the first one but i've missed justice league i've missed aquaman i've missed the second wonder woman i've missed the snyder cut like there's just a lot going on. i mean out of all those i'd say (laughs) aquaman's the only real good one out of the (laughs) Um, but I gotta get that gotta second get Wonder Vision. Uh, no, that second Wonder Woman sucked. Was bad. Really? I know. And Justice League is bad. And then the Snyder Cut. Ugh, I thought the Snyder Cut was okay. Like it's definitely better, but it's mm-hmm. not. It's not like revolutionary. Um, but yeah, a- Aquaman's fun because it's like Star Wars underwater. I thought that was like <laughs> pretty cool. I just is it and Star Jason Wars Momo the, is the really Phantom fun. Menace? You know, where you go visit the, the land of Jar Jar Binks. There's uh there's enough <laughs> CGI to make it seem like that for oh, sure. Wow. Yeah. Nice. The uh I still I'm still not used to the CGI that makes their hair look flowy underwater. It looks very strange, <laughs> I think. I I mean, I get it that it's a cool thing, but it looks bizarre to bizarre. me. Um how and like bizarre. like seeing like someone like Willem Dafoe underwater with long flowy hair. It's is Willem Dafoe in that film? Oh yeah, my. he's like the Green Goblin. Momo's mentor. This yeah. is a crossover <laughs> I didn't know I needed. <laughs> Green Goblin in the underwater Star Wars uh, battle for the ages. Isn't isn't it weird actually how some actors have made appearances in different universes slash different characters? Like we had um, ugh, uh, Ryan Reynolds as the Green Lantern. He's now Deadpool. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We had um, Chris Evans as the dude from Fantastic Four that be the human is the Human Torch, and then he went on to be like and that Cap. That's even in the same universe. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well. That's even in the same Marvel, I guess. So, but you know yeah. what? That casting you mentioned earlier, they could 100% do that, for example, where when they do the Fantastic Four film, he comes back as a human torch. Like he's done with Cap. <laughs> but he's that back. would be so funny. That'd be so... Oh I'd be like, God. man, you look so similar to Steve Rogers. And he's just like, I don't what see it. What do you mean? It. I don't see it. Like, yeah, what's going on here? Hilarious. Yeah, that'd be funny. Um, sure. You've also got like Michael B. Jordan was the human torch in that... Um, oh, Fantastic right. Four reboot, and then he was Killmonger. <laughs> you're like, you just think of the whole of Hollywood, tons of actors and actresses, all highly talented. Like, do do they go look at this person? And go, hmm. They've played it. They've played a role in the superhero film before. That they've got some experience here. Let's bring them back. <laughs> Someone. Well, else. I'm glad Chris Evans didn't stop on uh, Human Torch because I thought he was great as Steve Rogers. Oh yeah, and we. We wouldn't have got so many fantastic gifts. Like you look at him in Fantastic Four, and you, it looks like a different man. He's so yeah, lanky. He's yeah. Uh, he's you know, compared to different. where he's bicep curling a helicopter Shut in one he's. of the Marvel films. So. 
There's a one, two. Okay, you can land. He's literally doing that. He's like holding it with one and then he switches his grip. So he's just bicep curling this helicopter back to a landing. Pad. It's the most Amazing. ridiculous. Whoever whoever wrote that scene, bless you. Honestly. <laughs> bless you for like, giving us something like that. And then I told Chris Evans, like, listen, we know you're quite buff, but there's a scene coming up. You're going to have to do some, you know, gym three times a day now instead of twice. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. It's like there's this helicopter trying to pull away and then there's your arm. Yeah. So I, just think of that every time you're curling something. Now, it, we're not actually going to have you hold this helicopter down, obviously, but for practicality purposes, your biceps have to be at least three times bigger now. At least. Yeah, at otherwise least, so people will do the math and they'll realize your arm would have ripped off in reality. Uh, so <laughs> They'll realize this, this movie is, is fiction. We can't have that. Yeah. No, we, we, we can't have our shatter the illusion questioned about you know, science exactly. fiction. No, definitely not. Yeah, well, <laughs> this checkpoint chat talk about Chris Evans' biceps. Um, oh my god! And video games sometimes. So this 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 intro time tag is called Marvel shows and biceps. Hell, that is a uh, that's Got the it. that's the show title. Chris Evans' <laughs> Chris biceps. Evans biceps. Nah, so like it's the easiest the easiest uh, image search for your title. Nice. Uh, yet. I'll just find I mean, that you've scene. Got, you've got tons. You've even got gifts that you can choose from. Yeah, I understood that reference. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> sure, we um, talk about games sometimes on the show. Yeah, we talk, about, we talk about video games every now and then. This mm-hmm. week, at least on my end, has been a lot of bits and pieces, playing little bits of games here and there. So I don't have anything you, like long and eloquent to talk about. dip your toes into a game. Oh, it's a bit cold. I come back. Let me dip my toes. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Oh, that's, not that's kind there. of exactly it. Oh, all the pools are a little bit cold. I just have okay. to give them a little sample, you know. I, I basically took shots of each game. You know, I didn't have a full Long Island iced tea. I just had the bartender give me a game. shot of a uh, flat simulator. Ha, that, <laughs> that's the stuff. Give me a shot that's, of something of the night. Yeah. <laughs> so wait, so, wait, which yeah. shot did you take first? Let's start flight there. simulator. Let's let's nice. start there because you well. You've downloaded it, so you have some experience of the. Uh, I've, <laughs> I mean, that's part of the experience of flight simulator. I've, I've looked at it, it in the menu. Wow, <laughs> <laughs> very soothing menu music. Can Can I just say uh, on that quickly? The, the download's a hundred gigs, right? Um, yeah. Which Which to me is still fascinating because I know a lot of the the contents of this game streams from the cloud, right? Because it draws actual Azure like satellite data um, yeah, to populate. Yeah. But it still blows my mind that this entire game is smaller than Warzone, which like, I just can't wrap my head around it. It's, I'm like, man, this wow. game is the, this game is the size of like two two gun assets from Warzone. Um, <laughs> wow, you know, sounds and all. So, yeah, they take they take uh, their pew pew seriously. They do. We've got jet engines, all these planes. I'm pretty sure some pre-populated areas still smaller than the one map on. Uh, Warzone, cool man. Could you, ma- could you imagine a battle royale with the map of flight sim? It's just like where are we dropping boys? England, <laughs> 100, USA, 100 South planes Africa. land on the globe. <laughs> Who's the last plane standing? A hundred planes with a hundred people inside each plane. Wow, it's like a battle royale in a battle royale. Hell yeah! I mean, the, yeah. That, that's something. I don't think our, our current tech could could even manage that but maybe one someone day. is someone is brainstorming that yeah shit. like 100%. a a mmo battle royale where it's like millions <laughs> of thousands of players all at once oh like, my 
yeah games last like months at a time shift something like that yeah you've got to find you've got to find places to camp while you actually sleep in real life so you can predict listen there I are games stop like talking because this is a million dollar idea uh, <laughs> yeah this sounds like daisy almost exactly so yeah flat, daisy on a flat sim scale. flight simulator listen v- so i played this game very briefly on pc um because listen i'm not huge into flight simulator like you know, I'm not the sort of person to invest like tons of hours into a flight sim game. It was mm-hmm. more a, I want to see how beautiful see it looks this like, is. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, and the download process, at least when it launched on PC, was an absolute shit show. So never really got into it that that much. Um, on Xbox, I mean, it's a big game. Like you said, it's 100 gigs. Uh, but it is the first time that the the game has had its like big performance updates. It's out mm. on PC now as well. Um, but that has really allowed it to even, I think, work at all on Xbox. Mm. And it works, at least on the Series X, really, really well. Um, mm. It runs really smoothly when you're not panning the camera around too quickly. Then it can get a bit like jerky and whatever. Mm. But, I mean, Flight Sim is more a game of smooth, slow motions as, a par- as opposed to like quick, twitchy reflex yeah. ones. So that's not really a huge issue. Um, and it is gorgeous. Like... Uh, I think one of the coolest parts of the game is these new showcase flights that they added for the, uh, for this version, where you can pop into uh, a you know a flight in progress uh, over like Egypt or New York, or there's one in uh, the I think it's Barbados. There's one at Mount Everest. Oh, wow. So you get like a a good sampling of some of the best locales that the game has to offer. Um, and if you if you just want to, like, if someone's in the room and you just want to be like, check this shit out, you know, you load that flight, it loads pretty quickly, and you get to experience how gorgeous that game is, you know, yeah. in a bite size sort of flight. And then obviously, you you know, you can do all sorts of other things. Like, you can literally open up a map of the world and be like, I want to fly from this airport to this airport. And then the game will be like, okay, no, no, you can't do that with the plane you selected because it will never make the trip. Um, <laughs> So it's this like this is just like real life, not not enough. Yeah, fuel, but come on. I want to fly from Cape Town to New York on a uh, a, a small, you know, stunt plane, and it's oh like, my god, you'll be lucky to make it from Cape Town to PE on that sort of. But thing, it's like so. first of all, like that that trip would take a week. <laughs> yes, I mean, I mean, it 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 is real. So like you aren't flying at an accelerated speed. So when you take off and you're flying from. Cape Town to Johannesburg, if you're charting a flight, it's like, this flight will take two hours. And you're like, okay. <laughs> okay so to eat, it's, to it's that. It is, it is literally that sort of game. This isn't... Uh, and, and I mean, I'm sure people know that by now. This is not... It doesn't have game-y things to it. You know, there's no campaign or story <laughs> mode or story You mean mode there aren't and, RPG light elements? Like you get skill no, points, there's no, you know, there's no boost, battle pass. boost plane speed by 5%. You know? No, definitely none of that. There's no guns on the plane, oh, so there's no shooting. Damn it. You know? <laughs> um so yeah, it's it's that sort of game. It's it's really fun and it is very chill. Like mm. when I was playing it, I was just like, you know, you you're chilling out, you're taking nice, you know, flights here and there. I did some of the new training modes, which are really good. Um teaching you very interesting things like you shouldn't turn at an angle but greater than 30 degrees or something like that you know this is how you do an approach to a landing and it's Mm. you know if if a pilot on a real plane 
suddenly dies and I have to take over, I still would not be able to land that plane. Um, but you've played flight sim. Well, come on. You know. Listen, you you play flight sim and then you open up the 747 plane and you're like, what wow. is going on? There are so many more buttons. It well, is crazy. I, I wanted to ask, how, how easy is it to just get into a plane and fly it? Like, I mean, I, I presume there's a whole lot of customization you can do, you know, to what degree you want to have control over this plane. But if I were to launch the game now and I just want to get on a plane, mm. do, do I still have to sit through a whole lot of tutorials or can I just go no, ahead and... No, okay. de- definitely not. I think I think the default sort of like settings they put you at is a real good mix of accessible with the right amount of like technical stuff that if you want to really focus on it, you can. But mm. if you just want to fly, like especially on a controller, it feels natural. Um, unless you're trying to make some ridiculous maneuvers, your plane won't... Because, like, literally, if you if you try to take a turn too steeply, your plane it will just it. go to a black screen. It'll be like you put your plane under too much stress. And <laughs> um, so, if would like, that happen so if sorry. you crash your plane as well? It just goes to a black screen. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it doesn't get exquisite with the plane okay. accidents for obvious yeah. reasons. Um, but I just love yes. that it goes to a black screen. It's like shh, you you done you did a bad thing. Like, yeah, you did think a bad about thing. What go, you've done. go yeah, go to a corner. Think about what you did. Um, take a breather. <laughs> it, it it's that essentially so yeah like as soon as i booted it up i went straight into the showcase flights and i felt like pretty at home mm. um even inverted the flight controls which i think is how everyone should fly like mm. down should be up and up should be down when you're flying a plane yeah that's just how the joystick i, works, I won't so. even argue with that because i agree like if, if we're playing a shooter and you're in virtual controllers oh yeah don't no, don't talk to me there's something yeah. wrong with no. you okay there's nothing wrong and with then you, you. <laughs> then you get the real strange people who invert their horizontal movement why how, why how you does do? your brain work i would love to know i would love to know i'm joking it's amazing. you play the way you want but that is bizarre to me i yeah i would love no, to know it's, it just how so feels. it feels unnatural to people like us hilarious but yeah like you like you know you could give the control to pretty much anyone even you know people who aren't familiar with games and they would probably be fine like kind of controlling it um, a hard cut to loop and holding a controller going meow <laughs> like what's going on okay ma- maybe humans i should i, should. <laughs> I mean lupin lupin's watched you play games for a long time so maybe he'd be fine lupin get, you know. gets a black suit i said no dinner for you you crashed that plane <laughs> Can't believe you did this. <laughs> you did. You did. You didn't land correctly. So but come on, Lupin. So I'm very sorry. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's it's cool. I um yeah, and if you if you want to, if you want to make it more complex, there's numerous options for you to mm. make it as complicated as as you want. You know, and then obviously those sorts of things lend themselves better to you know flight sticks and more mm. intricate controls. Because an Xbox controller, it it does fine. It's like. It's a bit weird, especially if you're trying to control all these switches and buttons in the cockpit because you have to use like an on-screen cursor mm. with your thumbstick, which doesn't feel great. Uh, but they do a good job of translating that to, I think, a controller mm. in a way that you can have fun yeah. uh, pretty quickly. So yeah, it's it's good. And it's on Game Pass, so... Yeah, that's cool. I think you, um, it's an easy... It's an easy purchase if you've got an Xbox already because you yeah. likely have Game Pass. So yeah. yeah, I do wonder. Sorry, just before we bounce off to your your next shot at the bar, um, <laughs> how like because you've mentioned joysticks. Like I know on PC that's pretty much easy to do, right? Like most of those will be USB or have some sort of drivers or software to help set up. I wonder how compatible the Xbox is with 
you know, external mm. accessories. I mean, I have to believe it's pretty straightforward because, you know, the Xbox does have the adaptive controller, for example. Um, but yeah, I wonder so, how easy I could, could I just go buy a jo joystick and plug it into my Xbox and So it sadly works, it or? is a bit of a problem. There's oh, a very this? small list of um, compatible flight sticks Aww. out at the moment for Xbox, which is a real bummer. Yeah. Because um, like you said, it should just work. I mean, the core of the Xbox is a PC. Um, mm. Funnily enough, when you boot up Microsoft Flight Sim, I don't know if this has maybe changed in an update, but you see a mouse cursor. Um, <laughs> yeah, like in the corner of the screen. So like, I'm not entirely sure why some flight sticks straight up don't work, but they'll work on PC. Yeah. It's probably just a software layer thing. Um, mm. And I hope they address that because, yeah, if people are really going to take this game seriously on a console, then they want to play a flight stick. And, you know, a lot of people say, well, if you want to take this seriously, you'll be playing on PC. Listen, PCs are expensive. Uh, no, yeah, I, um, think, I think that's unfair because, like, if you... You're not a gamer, but you've seen one of your friends play flights and you go, shit, that's actually really cool. Like, I'd love mm. to do this. You know, pick it up as a hobby or just do it. For you could go, I mean, the game runs on Xbox Series S. I don't know how, but it works on an yeah. Xbox Series S, which is like way more affordable than any entry or mid-level PC that would run flight simulator. So Exactly. I mean, yeah. nowadays you're, at least in local prices, your 3060 is 16,000 Rand. I mean, you can get an Xbox... <laughs> A that's just Xbox and a quarter. <laughs> yeah. And that's like your your entry-level 30-series graphics card. That's like not even going to run Flight Sim with all its bells and whistles. So like, There's there's no, oh my God, you think about you still then need a keyboard and a mouse and a screen and a tower and a motherboard and all this other shit. CPU. Listen, yeah, exactly. I, so I like, upgraded my PC three years ago and even like I kept you know, my essentials, right? Like I had a graphics card, fortunately, but even that itself cost me like 20 grand. And that was on Black Friday when shit was on special. So it's just become more yeah. pricey. I mean, mm. I did a I did a PC upgrade last year. Yeah, last year. Um, just motherboard, RAM and CPU. Um, and that was over 10 grand. And that wasn't even like, the top of the range like mm. AMD CPU or anything like so yeah PCs are expensive um mm -hmm. and more so so yeah if I I I hope that more joystick or flight stick support comes to Xbox because I think if people want to take it seriously yeah um, that's definitely the way to go yeah. So, yeah it's good it's a good game yeah can you believe cool. it's the first Xbox series exclusive from Microsoft Ah, uh, yeah, because it doesn't work on Xbox One. Interesting. Oh, yeah, only through XCloud on Xbox One. If it wouldn't run on the Xbox One X, because, I mean, that's... Although, no, it would, yeah, it's still some it's barriers the there. That yeah. CPU is way too slow. And that yeah. that was always, at least at launch, that was the bottleneck for even modern PCs. Yeah. Was the CPU. So, yeah, it's that CPU would just not, not deal with it. I, I mean, the GPU, especially in the... One X is stronger than the Series S, so mm. probably. But it you the combine CPU the itself, CPU speed yeah. and the hard drive, and it't's like a it's big no slow. go. I think yeah, well, way too slow. Phil Spencer lied to us. He said everything. <laughs> he lied. He okay. said within two years. Although we are fast approaching the first year of that promise, and uh, Which is yeah, I mean, I mean, crazy. you look at you look at Sony. Sony came out with um, uh, financial figures this week, and it was like ten million consoles sold, whatever, whatever. Their highest selling game was uh, over this period is Miles Morales. 
which is cross-gen. Mm -hmm. And like your games like Returnal and Ratchet, which are exclusive, uh, you know, Returnal didn't even break 600,000 units sold. Mm. So it shows you cross-gen was always going to be the way for all yeah. the, for all the uh, console fanboyism leading up to launch being like, ah, oh, this is not going to take advantage of the new hardware. Like it's, people yeah. can't even fucking buy the new hardware. Sony doesn't care. Yeah, and it's not like, even not even necessarily a, a money thing. It's just a stock problem. Like, yeah, especially so. with this this uh, shortage. Like, it's very hard to convince all your studios to just make games for a console that doesn't even have ten million users, but, while you have this one with a hundred million just sitting there. But even like, even on that, sorry, I know we we diverting here, but the fact that Sony has sold ten million, despite the stock the, the stock shortages, incredible. it's like. How much? How many would they have sold? Yeah, <laughs> if, I mean, this no is shortages. their fastest-selling console. I, um, I read a report just this morning that so I think um, the Wii, which is one of the best-selling consoles of all time, it just it's using that as a comparison, and the PS5 is ahead of the Wii by like geez. a few hundred thousand units, which is wild to think because the Wii that sold like hotcakes. So yeah, and yeah, like you said, in during a a market crippling like. Um, semiconductor shortage so what could they have sold yeah you'll never know very very interesting okay but what, what is the next shot you took next shot at the bar um Oof. so this is an ongoing shot i keep taking more shots of this like every <laughs> night um every night i'm damn. playing got a drink i'm finally <laughs> playing castlevania symphony of the night nice um, i started it on ps vita a while ago and then i think life got in the way um mm. So I actually started it up on PS Vita again, and I was like, this feels kind of crap. It feels like a bit laggy and slow, and I'm not a fan of this. So I the screen found is small. the <laughs> screen is very small. Um, I found the version, the three, well, Xbox 360 arcade version uh, that runs on the Xbox Series X. Good on you, backwards compatibility. Mm -hmm. And I'm playing it there, and it feels a lot better. For some reason, it feels easier. I don't know mm. if if they made changes to the arcade version, because I'm almost certain that on the PS Vita version, which is the PS1 version, when you save, your life doesn't get replenished. On the Xbox mm. One, it does. And I'm just like, that doesn't... I could be... Uh, I, I can't remember. I played it a long I, time ago. I'm finding it a lot easier to play on the Xbox version. I don't know why, mm. but it maybe it's just because of the fact that the controls feel a bit less latency. Laden. Yeah. I don't know if the... The um, emulation on the PS Vita is like the perfect way. Yeah, to play. maybe there, so, um, there's a bit of delay with that emulation. That that and I can use the uh, thumbstick to do spells, which is a lot easier. Oh, um, yeah, the the, yeah. What, the right thumbstick. Yeah, uh, or no, the left the left thumbstick. It's just easier to do like quarter uh, quarter circle. Oh okay. uh, yeah, sorry, because yeah, you actually stick, have yeah. to input spells. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I I looked up a a list of all the spells. There are some complex as hell spells there. My God, that um, game. So I I finished that game a long time ago, and I looked up stuff after, and there is a shit ton of content in that game, and it's like a lot of it's hidden. I mean, yeah, most of this, it's hidden. Even the true ending is even the true like, ending. Like I finished a game, and I was like, huh, that's weird. I, this game was like I, I remember reading somewhere that you know. They flip the castle on its head and, you know, it's, the, it's like a whole That's separate completely game. completely hidden, yeah. And then I looked at it, I was like, oh, you have to trigger this hidden ending. And then it, that So you got the bad ending. You I killed Richter and that was it. I was like, damn, <laughs> what is this game? Didn't even fight Dracula. What is this? Castlevania yeah. for babies? Yeah, but for, for those of you who don't know, 
Symphony of the Night is like the the blueprint of you know almost like the perfect Metroidvania. Um, it came as the it first was, time Castlevania became a Metroidvania. Yeah, I yeah. mean it, that was on PS One, right? That was its home. Yep. Yeah, that was its actual launch. Nineteen ninety seven, I and think it came out. That that game is a hundred percent a masterclass in design because, like we've said, you get a true ending, which quite literally takes the game um, and like flips it on its head in the sense mm-hmm. that the castle you've navigated gets inverted and it works and it still you works from a level design castle, perspective yeah. which is just insane like it, when yeah. when i unlocked the training i was like how <laughs> this, it, it this is, is insane quite insane to think about that's like from software levels sort of mm. like level design yeah um, it's incredible it it's great like um you know, I've been watching a lot of um, playthroughs of all the Castlevanias. I don't know why, but that's just what I've been watching uh, during work. And it's been interesting seeing like how different Castlevania is to mm-hmm. like the rest of the series before then. I can only imagine how jarring it must have been for fans. Because like, firstly, it doesn't, and it doesn't feel this way either, but it doesn't seem as hard as the previous ones. Mm. The previous ones are very much, you know, your action games of that era. Um, yeah, very challenging side-scrolling action games that you know punished you for dying. This one seems a lot more forgiving, um, and and its difficulty is more in like figuring out where to go, like yeah. getting items and. But at the same time, you know, old games of that ilk sometimes felt far too obscure for their own good. Yeah. This one, I I feel like I get an item, I'm like, I know you exactly know exactly where, where to go. Yeah. yeah, and I don't need to do some weird things like. A lot of RPGs at the time, you'd have to go to the place you need to, you need to do something, go into your menu and press like X on an item, which doesn't seem like natural. It doesn't seem like a, you know, oh, this is how you use items going into a place. Here, it's yeah. just like, oh, if you're at a door and you've got this item, the door just opens. You know what I mean? Mm. So it's cool. I I really am enjoying it. I like the sense of exploration and the music is top notch. Really, that music really is good, good, right? so good like i've been watching like like i said i've been watching walkthroughs of of castlevania games and up until now i've really enjoyed the soundtrack from rondo of blood which is actually the quote-unquote prequel to this game it's yeah it's richter working his way up to dracula and Mm. symphony of the night starts with richter at dracula um yeah and that game has got phenomenal music uh symphony of the night equally so um so yeah, I'm having having a good time. I'm also keen because this is the uh, Rondo of Blood and Symphony of the Night are the new sort of basis for the next series the, of Netflix. Yeah, the next step in that series. Yeah, it's going to be Richter, Maria, and Alucard. So mm. yeah, uh, really, I didn't realize until I started watching all these walkthroughs that um, there actually is a game with Trevor. Uh, it's Castlevania yes. Three. Yeah, and no, I think I, I didn't realize. I mean, I don't know my Castlevania history that much, but I. I did know that they've sort of like loosely followed you know yeah. what they've established Castlevania the and, then, and then Simon Belmont is like a descendant of Trevor and mm. Cypher and even in the game uh, Cypher I mean you you play you can play as um, Trevor, Alucard and Cypher in the game like you can swap between them mm. um, and only at the end Cypher reveals herself to be a woman you think yeah. she's a man the whole time, which is kind of how the series worked, although it accelerated that process yeah. a lot quicker. Um, so yeah, kind of interesting, like watching that in the um, w- with with uh, the context of the series, they they did a really good adaptation and then expanded on that, like mm. really, like 
Carmilla in the series, because you've watched the series. Yeah, right? I've watched it, yeah. Like Carmilla is just a mask in the game that is like a boss that is possessed. And in the series, they turned her into a full-on vampire. an actual character, yeah. Yeah, but they kept the... If you look at the mask in the game, she has like a pointy chin. And in the mm. series, they really they emphasize kept, yeah, that. Yeah. Just to There's be some, like, some hey, nice check touches, this shit yeah. out. Yeah, very, very yeah. cool. So yeah, you could say I'm on like a Castlevania binge right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but Symphony of the Night is fucking great. If yeah, you've never really gotten good, yeah. to it, um, it's really easy to play on an Xbox now. Uh, and it's just really good. I, I really, really am enjoying it. And I'm playing like an hour a day. Mm-hmm. Um, and having a great time. Uh, I, I get the same sort of uh, feeling like I do from Dark Souls where I overextend and I push myself too far and then I die and I'm like, fuck, <laughs> I saved so far, far away. Like I got to do all that shit again. Um, Goddamn. But it's so good. I really... Yeah, we we met really uh, old Koji Igarashi, the, the the main man behind Symphony the of the Night. director if, behind if, Symphony. If, if you can't see yourself getting into Symphony of the Night because you maybe think like, oh, it's too old. Uh, there's a his modern game Bloodstained Ritual of the Night is you know uh, for all intents and purposes purposes a modern day yeah really is. Of the night. so I still want to play that I just I haven't gotten been, around to it I've been watching I've started a walkthrough of that and wow Konami should sue the fuck out of them for the music because it <laughs> oh, really? is straight up Castlevania music it's not even like trying to be different it's amazing but yeah it's it's a very Symphony of the Night game mm. um it looks really beautiful as well. I, I also I also want to play it. I'm yeah. very keen to play that. So um, where, where did your drinking binge take you next? There oh was goodness. a third one. Oh, Halo. Um, yeah, Halo. Halo Infinite. I played that for like, I don't know, an hour yesterday because it only really opened I up yesterday. Uh, yesterday, yeah. Well, if you're listening to this on Monday, the beta's done now. But um, <laughs> Snooze, you lose. Yeah. So... There are specific times where you'll be able to match make with other players and the rest of the times you play against bots. So I played against bots. Uh, they have updated the bots now to a harder difficulty and added a new map, which I haven't tried yet. But uh, the match I played, real good. I mean, it's mm. small. it was a small map. Um, it had all the good hits, like the traditional assault rifle, had the DMR, oh, the DMR? It had the battle rifle, sorry. Um and I got to play around with sticky grenades and uh, deployable shields. And it feels like a very good mix of traditional uh, Halo with some light modern flourishes. I know mm. a lot of people weren't big fans of where Halo 4 and 5 went with the multiplayer. They made it more like, like uh, not really class-based, but you could choose like an ability. Um, yeah. So like your ability would be like a a deployable shield or your ability would be like sprinting or your ability would be, you know, X, Y, Z. Here, everyone starts the same. You don't have specific um, abilities in your loadout, but you can find them on the map. Um, Okay. So it's like power-ups. Yeah. So I found like a power-up, an overshield power-up, which is very much like Halo 1 sort of Mm. thing. Um, and I found deployable shield. Oh, I don't know if the shields were actually part of the loadout, to be honest, because I kept spawning with them. So that I'm not entirely sure about. Um, but when I was playing, I definitely got the vibe of more traditional Halo. Yeah. Um, but with the modern touches where I... So you can't aim down sights, 
but every gun you have, if you hold down left trigger, you can zoom in, like your your visor camera zooms in uh, and you can right. shoot in that view. Okay. Um, they've mapped, you know, melee to the right stick. Uh, it's a click now instead of being on the B button. Um, everyone can sprint. Um, That's cool. So, you know, it's, okay. got, it's got those things, which were in Halo 4 and 5 as well, sort of. Mm. Um, and you can change the uh, the controls back to a more traditional Halo feel if you really want to. But I got up and running with the new sort of control scheme very quickly, and it feels very good. It feels very fast and fluid. Um, and I've already seen some cool videos of people doing some crazy shit with, like, the grappling hook, like grapple grapple hooking an enemy while they're holding a gravity hammer, and as they arrive, they're just like, <laughs> just on top of their heads and wait oh really cool. so you they pull themselves to the enemy that's cool yeah yeah if you nice. if you grapple or an enemy you pull yourself to the enemy you don't pull an enemy towards you um nice so yeah it's it's cool the guns feel great um the music oh there's a very limited sample Aww. set there but i mean <laughs> just from the just from the menu you're like oh this is gareth cocker yeah Hundred percent. Mm. It's got a real. I oh, do I mean, do the the psycho. Yeah. Yeah. He's been he's been uh, brought in to do the soundtrack for Infinite, and uh, it's got a real. I mean, me just coming off of Ori and the Will of the Wisps. Uh, it's got a it's got a real vibe of the combination of those two games. Like you can tell. So it's it's, it's a symphonic orchestra with some some dramatic piano. Yes, very Aww. much so. <laughs> <laughs> it it honestly does feel like that. Like I, you need to find a video of just the menu music on YouTube, and you'll know what I mean. Like mm. immediately, I was like, "Oh yeah, this mm. is him." So that awesome. got me real excited for what will be in the campaign. So um, can we expect to cry and Halo Infinite when yeah when something some some bad stuff happens either at the beginning Master or the end. Chief turns himself <laughs> into a tree and then the leaf breaks <laughs> off and <laughs> good lord um yeah. Uh, what's it uh he he dies and then he gets nurtured by a good woodland creature on the halo you know back to hell um <laughs> the crossover game we never frog. knew we needed <laughs> yeah exactly he meets ori and ori becomes the new cortana oh wow <laughs> shit we're going places here cool but you you enjoyed your time with i mean i know you yeah, played like an hour it's but it's, it's good i'll play a bit more this just weekend the, the, um, the, the taster yeah. you needed for for halo infinite that's out soon and well, very, very uh, it also looks really good. Um I think So they that overhauled done, visuals. Yeah, yeah. I definitely think it looks better than that um the showcase. Uh, the showcase trailer. Um I mean this is just multiplayer, but it also runs really smoothly. Mm. So yeah, very happy. Awesome. Well on on that briefly, you mentioned Ori. I completely forgot you finished it. So in, in two minutes, tell us your your. Did we not and, talk about that? I swear I, we talked I, about that last I week. Could be wrong. I don't think we did. Let me check quickly on my side. Uh maybe we didn't, but uh that game is fucking good. Oh my god. That is I, as ten I love of that that you you living you you like catching up on all these games that I loved last year, like Final Fantasy Seven and now Ori and Will of the Wisps. What, what's next? What did you miss last year that I was like, you have to play this? Yeah, I need to look at your like top five list because I feel like a lot of your games are games that I was like, damn, I just, I just never one, yeah. got time. Yeah, but uh, Ori, I, I mean, I've said this on Twitter, but it's a real one of those rare ten out of ten games to me. It it does everything it's, it needs yeah. to do perfectly. It's it's uh, the perfect sequel. There's very few perfect sequels out there. You know, when you when you talk about perfect sequels, you're thinking about games like Portal 2 and Mass Effect 2. Yeah. Um, 
I need to revisit it purely because I played it like on launch and there were some niggles. Um, there's like performance issues and stuff. Which you just... should 100% try it on Series X. Mm, interesting. Because uh, <laughs> it's, uh, you have two modes. So you can play it at 4K 120 hertz mm-hmm. or you can play it at 6K six, uh, 60 hertz. Jeez, and let me tell you, both of those look fucking phenomenal. Just 6K, really beautiful. What is this? <laughs> It's my eyeballs can't even process detail. 6k. What are you talking about? It's Good Lord. yeah, wh- what a game. I mean, I mean, you've spoken about it at length, yeah. Uh, but I can just echo that it is one of the best games I've ever played, mm. like without a doubt. Just some of the best platforming feel you'll ever find in a game, yeah. Um, and just exquisite level design that lets you feel like, feel like a boss in some of those. Like, some mm. of the escape sequences are just incredible they're no they're nowhere near as hard as they were in blind forest which i think is a good move Mm. because it makes you feel like you can do them on your first run and then you just feel really good about yourself Mm. um but they are designed so that last one the last one had some you took some some retrials but But even then it's so good because it's combining so many things it's like okay you can leash to this little glowing plant and then you can um, propel yourself through a small little uh, platform of sand mm. uh, and then you can use bash here and oh, it's a good so game good. man it's now so, we just need to Moon see studios what... man they really mm. are just incredible and you you told me this week that their next game is a uh what did you An say action rpg An action rpg i'm curious Keen. that, that is i mean people people look at your marquee triple a releases but Moon Studios is like low-key probably them in playground games, the best studios Microsoft owns at the moment. Mm. Um, just real two studios who just hit it out the park every single time. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Ori's real good. Real, Play real that good. shit. Uh, okay, I've got my timestamps here. Um, okay, we, we've, we've gone long in time, so I'll just very briefly touch on what I've been playing. Um, no, so I, no, give me give me all of your... Because our news isn't all that of long things. this week, so... Um, so I, you you spoke at length about uh, Dead Store last week. You actually did like a full-on review because you had played it. And at the time, I'd only played about an hour or so mm. the night before. Uh, so yeah, I went ahead and I snorted this game, you know, during the week. <laughs> as you do. And as I do, like when they, they are just like, I like a lot of games, right? Like I think I'm a very easy gamer and I've, like I'll, I can fault games, but otherwise I'm generally quite forgiving. Like I'm not too harsh. But when a game slaps, um, like I really, really get into it and I just, I can't wait to play more. And Dead Store was one of those where, yeah, I mean, my my playthrough was only about, eight, not only, but it was about eight hours, which I think is what you more or less indicated. Um, yeah. And you're having rolled credits now. I mean, there's, there's post-game content, which we'll touch on shortly. But Loads have, of it, yeah. There's tons, holy hell. I mean, you, you mentioned last week that Andy Cortez, 100% of the game and it was 26 hours somewhere <laughs> just, around just, there yeah i'm like wow okay um but yeah having having now finished the game i can just 100 percent echo what you said last week um this this is a phenomenal indie title from what's the studio called again is it acid, acid nerve I think. acid nerve yeah yeah it's it's essentially a you know an asymmetric adventure game which very much i can say like feels like a zelda now that i finished it 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 just gave me very strong vibes of um the recent nintendo remake of link's awakening 
Oh yes. In terms yeah, of how, good point. You know, it's it's funny because you almost you almost want to say it's a metroidvania because it feels like one, right? Like you you can see every area, but you can't get to every area until you have certain abilities. Um, but the way it feels and plays, it it reminds me of a Zelda game, but you know, with harder combat because Zelda games aren't necessarily like super difficult. No. Um, but Dead Stall feels like harder than a Zelda, but nowhere near as difficult as a Dark Souls. Like there's this very fine balance of, you know, the the bosses are challenging, but you're not going to, you know, be stuck in them for hours on end. Mm. Um, yeah, and I yeah, agree. just what a, what a great, like another surprise game out of 2021. I just feel that, you know, we, we think like, oh, this is the second year of COVID, like game releases keep getting pushed out. Like, oh, like what are we going to play? But there really have been some pearlers this year. And Dead Stall is just another example of, of a game that comes out of nowhere that you know it looks good it feels good to play and the music and and just Yo, the visually, music is real good yeah the, mu- the music like the soundtrack is phenomenal and then then just like i i don't know what to like in the visual style to like it's yeah it's, it's real difficult distinct, to pinpoint yeah. yeah like it stands out but i i can't quite put my finger on I what think, to compare i think it your to. comparison to uh link's awakening is quite apt because it's it does. It's okay, similar, so it doesn't right? have that yeah. sort of like shiny diorama yeah. style, but I think just the vibe of it is very similar. In like, it's got a very um, specific color palette, mm-hmm. very uh, flat colors, very muted at sometimes. But then it's got. I think you identified it last week as well. It's got this real interesting like bokeh effect where yes. it keeps the middle of the screen very in focus and then blurs the outsides. Yeah, not in like a a lot of games have this, they call it like almost like chromatic aberration, sort mm. of. Uh, but it's not like that. I think it just, it's almost like you're looking at the game through like a spyglass or something. Yeah. It's very interesting. Yeah. And even even the, if I can just touch on the writing, like it's weird how a game like this can touch on some very serious themes. Like the one I mentioned last week, right at the beginning, there's basically social commentary on the rat race that is life. Like, you know, mm-hmm. you wake up every morning and you go to work and, you know, it's just a never ending cycle. But it's just punctuated with some really good humor throughout. Like some of the dialogue and just stuff you read is just hilarious. I mean, when when you fight the the Frog King, shit, I laugh. Like every boss sort of gets like, you know, a screen that introduces him with big, bold text. But this is like the Frog King. Then it, it changes like first of his name, blah, blah, blah. And it just keeps adding to the pages full of text with like <laughs> all these so ridiculous monikers. But it's just, it's like super serious, but also very light at the same time, um, which I really I, enjoyed. I think my favorite one of those is when you meet death and it oh, just yes. shows up the same screen as when you die. <laughs> it's so funny. I, it's a nice touch. I proper yeah. laughed out loud. Um, yeah, it's, it's got great writing. Like like you said, I, I mean, I think I found it very interesting after each boss battle, you kind of have like a funeral. Yeah, a funeral, yeah. Each. And then you have like the grave digger there who's saying, he's saying some interesting things like, not everyone who's evil is evil in everyone else's eyes, you know what I mean? Mm. But then he throws in some, like, real nuggets of, like, just comedy gold. Like, I know the first boss, the grandma, mm. her son, who's got a pot for her head, and they call him Pothead, <laughs> which I think is so funny. Um, Amazing. Just at the end, he's just like, rip grandma. And I'm yeah. just like, what the hell? <laughs> 
Yeah. So, I mean, it's very good. The game is available on PC and Xbox. It's weirdly absent mm. on Switch and PlayStation. Mm-hmm. Um, I, this, I mean, obviously, the more platforms, the better, but this is 100% a Switch game. Like, I'd love to, mm. like, I do want to go back and do some post game content, but I don't think I'm at 100% purely because I just want to move on to There's other a lot things. going on there. Yeah. I, I read, so there's a true ending. And my God, the the things you need to do to unlock this true ending, I was like, damn, they went real deep. There's like a whole separate game here. Um, well, yeah, I mean, we, we were talking about this, the inverted castle. This genuinely has a similar thing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it doesn't quite flip the game, but there's a different mechanic that you can trigger that, you know, for all intents Changes and purposes, the entire you, game. Yeah, you yeah. can go revisit the entire game and just find new stuff. Let I me guess, tell so. you, doing that pre-review and not knowing what, any of that meant was super confusing. I was just like, have I actually finished the game? I'm not Roll entirely credits, sure. You're like, damn, I, what? I can, I can go yeah, back. Yeah. What's going on? Yeah, I'm very, yeah. It was, I can't, it was even, I can't even fault you because a lot of games these days have do this bullshit. Like, I mean, I suppose Kojima is the king of this, but like you get credits like, oh, I'm done. And it's like, uh, no, Could I'm you not. imagine? I mean, <laughs> we, we know for a fact that that happened to some people playing Metal Gear Solid 5. I was one of them. Uh, Act one. You're like, at, yeah, beat the game. Yeah, I was at a local uh, review event and I was the first person to roll credits. I was like, huh, I felt really good. Like, and it was I, after like four days. Yeah, I finished, finished this game. And then like everyone's like, wow, you finished the game. And then the game carries on. I was like, that didn't finish it. They're like act two. And you're Damn like, you, Konami. Damn you, Kojima. <laughs> But yeah, Dead, Dead Store. Um, I mean, if you if you want to hear a full breakdown of the game, we did speak about it last week. We did a, a full review, so I would advise heading back to listen to that if you want to learn more. Um, mm. But if you don't want to and you just want a hot take, let me tell you, this game is real good, and I would highly you recommend. You said it's like real cheap on Steam, isn't it? It's it's hundred seventy five rand on Steam. It's a like steal. it's a steal, a yeah. Steal. I mean, you For one of the best games get like, of the year, easily. Yeah, you get a minimum eight-hour real good experience. Um, I, I felt it was like really well paced as well. Um, it's. I mean, we could talk about this game. For, well, I mean, I think we both could, but there's just so much good shit. Like even even the puzzles. Like there's that one area where it's it's like a it's not a furnace, but I think you know exactly what I'm talking about. Were you activating? like fire furnaces which makes pistons move up and down oh yes yes and it goes in time with the music yeah it's so so good (laughs) it's It's so 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 good good. i in that same area the platforms that you have to hit for them to move and it's like a bull i thought that was really cool design touch there's some interesting biomes here Mm. um just visually and all very distinct from one another yeah Uh, yeah they look real good i have to ask though Mm -hmm. which was the hardest boss did you find the one I spent the most time on it's difficult to say because like I said this isn't Dark Souls difficult so I didn't spend too long on each boss Mm. Uh, the one I fought the most you know which one I fought the most for for meme reasons I fought the third boss the beast on top of the mountain with the umbrella (laughs) oh my god it must have taken forever. I took a few attempts. It was a good time. That, that role, that man, was my that hardest role boss. Yeah. yeah, that was the hardest. I, at at one point, I was like, "Am I like not meant to be here? Am I meant to have something better?" Because I'm. It feels like I'm really not making a dent on this guy. Mm. Um, 
yeah, that boss is hard, and and the arena that you fight him in is so small. That's so tiny, yeah. Yeah, your your movements have to be so, yeah, so uh, like exact. Mm. I thought the final boss was not it's super difficult, but so good, really, just good, like so yeah. clever. Yeah, just in terms of um, combining actual fights with just cinematic goodness. Um, well, you know, cinematic in the sense that you are running through puzzles and stuff. Mm. It's it's yeah. Real, and, then, real and then also the fight behind quote unquote death's door. Um, yes. Oh my God. I actually felt beautiful. so bad. I was like, what yeah. the shit? <laughs> but just such a good yeah. fight. Like, Visually, really, yeah, really that good. stark yeah. contrast of whites and black was amazing. Real good. Yeah. I, yeah. I love that every time you get to a chest door, there's like a, like a cutscene where you're not in control of your character. You look at your crow <laughs> and the crow is doing the thing that all good birds do. Just like Does, moving um, its head very quickly. <laughs> like, it's so funny. <laughs> I love it. It's love so it. good. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Dead Store. Good. Play that game. Mm, really good, good game. Time. Very, very good game. Um, I, I still do want to go back and play uh, Titan Souls now, which is Asset Nerve's their, first game. Yeah, other game. Yeah. Okay. Mm. So yeah, uh, we, also, we also played some, some good track Mania, which you actually joined mm. us for this week. Um, mm. Had a fantastic time. It was really good. So yeah, I mean, I've spoken about track Mania a fair bit already, but just to, to repeat myself, the matchmaking is mm, like top hands notch. down one of the best additions they've added to this game. It just So uh, just to recap quickly, like track Mania, free to play game and Epic, you can, you, you, basically can play through 25 free tracks that release every three months, you know, as seasons. Um, there's mm -hmm. an arcade mode which just cycles through all 25 and you get five minutes per track to just try clock the best time. You can restart, do whatever the hell you want. Um, but matchmaking, it takes you, it puts you in teams of three, 3v3, three three, and you just do um, sprints, I guess, where, you know, your placement at the end of each sprint determines how many points your team gets and then whichever team gets the most points wins that round. And mm. in the first team to five rounds, um, you know, wins the match. And just that, like, it, it, just that dynamic shift of, like, you can't just reset all the time now. You have to clock a lap. Does it, like, sometimes, I mean, you know now, sometimes even just finishing a lap might be enough to beat the other team because maybe, oh, yeah, maybe one of them, you know, just messed up and they don't have enough time to finish or, or even just strategically like resetting at a checkpoint like knowing oh, yeah. when to give up on exactly. that segment and just restart just restart yeah. it um and i've i've put more time into this season than i have in any other track many season and it's 100 because well look the, the tracks themselves are really good this season but the matchmaking yeah, itself really is is just it's addictive it's like yeah. you 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 were 100 right in you know previous weeks speaking about this this you know, we we really engulfed the uh, or inhaled the uh, the first season of this when it first came out because I think the tracks were like at their strongest there. Yeah, and this season feels like on par with that. The tracks are a good mix of short and long stints mm. and approachable, but very very um, small tricks to master it. Uh, mm. So I think it's really good. Yeah, because some yeah. of the ones that came out in seasons after. That just felt punishing. Like it was I, I like very they, hard to even complete. They lent too hard into maybe what veterans enjoy, which then locked yeah. out players like you and me. Because like I enjoy playing Trackmania, but I'm not a veteran driver. Mm. Like if you play this game day in and day out, you know exactly how to control the cars and how to read tracks and you know pull some of the more complicated things off. Mm -hmm. um, but you, like you said, there's. I mean, 
I can tell you off the top of my head, there's maybe two or three tracks where I'm like, mm, they're very difficult to get into, but once you learn them, they they actually become a lot of fun. In fact, some yeah. of the tracks you played, we were like, I, I had the exact same reaction you did, where you're like, this is a very difficult track. I'm like, yeah, I thought that at first, but after playing it yeah, a few times, it's by actually the end of really the five smart. Minutes, yeah. It's like, yeah. Yeah, and, and like there, there were a handful of tracks where it was like, okay, well, I can take the route that the track wants me to take, or I... I can try this like weird shortcut thing that mm. a lot of other players are doing. So, you know, if you're just playing to try and complete the tracks, You'll, you can yeah. 100% do it. And that's, you know, previous seasons, I felt that's where they went. They leaned too hard into like, we're going to make it hard to even finish a lap. This is like, mm. no, you can finish a lap. But when you finish a lap and see players are getting five seconds faster than you, it's like, well, where do I find where the time? Where do you save that? Yeah. And that's where I find track many is it's most like interesting. Mm. You know? Yeah, I mean, even yeah. even so I'm playing with uh, Chilo and Brad. The, uh, we're playing a bunch of matchmaking, and every time we play, it's a thing of like, oh, I, like I figured out this thing, or I've seen a video on like how you know the best time the person does this. Like, oh, damn, that's clever. Like, like you guys are talking a lot about the bouncing on the water, like side to side on the one. Yeah, map, which and that is gives you some speed. Just because yeah. on one map somebody overtook me, I was like, but how? They were like bouncing at an angle, and that's. Mm. turns out that's an actual strategy there's another track where you you basically ramp into the end you land and you finish but then brad was saying like no there's actually a like a low hanging wall or ceiling on one part oh, of the ramp yes. and you see that if you want to get the best time you actually have to like hit the ceiling and come down so that you get the traction back immediately and it's like mm-hmm. a lot of these tracks have these little subtle things that when you figure them out, like, oh, of course, that's how I go fast, or that's how mm. I get around, I get through the. That's where I save these, what, this one or five seconds, like depending how far along you are. I think you my know. favorite were those tracks where you have to take an angle at a certain like, uh, oh, you have to take a turn at a certain angle, and oh, it for ramps the hairpin you. Turn. Yeah, or or no, not the air, the the hairpin turn, the one where it's like you can go like left and right around this like snaky part of the track or oh, if you hit this yeah. corner at the right angle, you ramp over that same yes. part. Yeah. And when you hit that, when you can start hitting that consistently, it feels so good. It feels good, good. It just, yeah. yeah. That hairpin one's another example of like mm. where you can make that hairpin turn, no problem. But if you want to make that hairpin turn, mm. there's some like deep track mania knowledge you need to know of. Yeah, um, like ramp it in angles that you land and your car is really turning. It's... Yeah, it's good. It's like I'm really cool. enjoying yeah. this season. Um, mm. Yeah, and I'll be curious to see what they do next because I feel that the first first ever set of tracks was like, hey, this is track mania. Here's some accessible tracks, and then the seasons that followed just felt like unnecessarily difficult. Like maybe mm. they were trying to cater to to veterans. It feels like they were. Where's it, this? It feels like the sort of tracks other players would design online to be like yeah. a almost like a. a, a kaizu mario game exactly like it's fucking with you just for the sake of it whereas now these tracks feel like they are 100 they've reined it in it's it's mm. way way easier to get into them. i like the theming of it as well very summery with lots of mm. water and, yeah. and stuff. it looks really good um so yeah i i am keen to play more of that because i had a hell of a great time uh, mm-hmm. it was a lot and of fun and we will Track I will mania. say cello a lot better than me this week, but I'm coming. <laughs> I mean, he's had so he, many more hours. He had an unfair advantage. We've played like hours and hours of these tracks. So, and you know what? To your credit, you still beat us in some of the tracks. Yeah, one or two. I, you know, those are the tracks that cello said you're sending voice notes, but you know, <laughs> we all have our Whatever. I wasn't sending voice notes and you beat me. So <laughs> good on you. Yeah. 
That's it. Should we uh, bounce to game releases? Mm-hmm. I should probably open that. Uh, Games that out this oh week. Da, da, da. Get a little timestamp here. Good lord, we've gone over. I think this is the longest we've probably spoken about games. Ah, <laughs> uh, it's fun. We'll fly through the rest. Uh, we're looking at sure August. Can you believe? Uh, so we're looking at games from today, the 31st of July, up until the 6th of August. So we have... So July's done. Nothing else today. Well, July done. Um. Okay, so just quickly, we have Grime coming to PC and Stadia August 2nd. The Ramp. That's not a skateboarding thing. I'll be very disappointed. Uh, coming to PC August 3rd. Hunter's Arena Legends coming to PC, PS4, and PS5 August 3rd. I think this is also... That's the PS PS5, Plus PS Plus game. Yeah. yeah. I actually have no idea what this game is Even about. Um, but yeah. Uh, In Sound Mind, PC, PS5, Xbox Series, and Switch August 3rd. Mm-hmm. Dodgeball Academia. Duck, dodge, dive. Duck. Dodge, duck again. <laughs> 5Ds a dodgeball. Nice. Um... PC, PS4, Xbox One, and Switch. My oh, friend yeah. Pedro, ripe for revenge. So this is the my friend Banana. Pedro spin-off <laughs> for mobile. Yeah, uh, coming to iOS and Android on August fifth. And the Falconeer. This was a game that launched with the Xbox Series X, but this is its release on PS5, PS4, and Switch. Nice. That's your game for this, this week. week. Damn. There's a lot of games this month, and they most of them are in the like final two weeks yeah. of the month. Uh, well, Canada K- Bridge yeah. of Spirits in news, I guess, delayed a whole month. Yeah, delayed a whole month to the end of uh, September, I think it was. Well, 21st of September. 21st, it's just delayed yeah. a month, yeah. Um, oh, that has made the end of September wild. I think in the same week, we've got Kenna, we've got Sable, that other mm-hmm. really good indie-looking game, Death Stranding Director's Cut. Diablo um, 2 Resurrected. Yeah, oh. Diablo 2. Lost Judgment. Um, oh, Lost Judgment. And the week, yeah. the week before is Deathloop. So. My goodness. All these, oh, Tales of Arise. Interesting. All these games coming out. Real good shit. <sighs> okay. Shall we bounce to. Wow, Lost Judgment is out news. next month already. Holy crap. Yeah, I had no idea. Feels like idea. that game was just announced. <laughs> Feels like it was, right? It, I swear it was. Yeah. Wow. Uh, gaming news. Gaming news. Gaming Do you news. want to take a first one? Shall we? What should we headline with here? Shall we start with the good, good Annapurna interactive mm. showcase? Let's um, do that. Probably one of the out, best showcases of the summer. Gonna come out and say Annapurna, best best indie publisher with some real, real good looking games coming out. Annapurna I mean, Annapurna does are just do, like not missing. Yeah, and Aperna already does, like, they've done a shit ton of great indie games, but this showcase is just like, wow, there's there's a lot of good stuff coming out. Mm. Um, I mean, my, uh, it's, yeah. good to, it's good to note that them, just like Devolver, they find good indie teams and then help yeah. them through, you know, publishing and marketing and stuff. So they don't develop the games internally, but they find interesting projects. And just the variety on show uh, mm. during the showcase was just really impressive. So, yeah. Um, just Artful Escape, yeah. yeah. Artful Escape is one of those games that was revealed on Microsoft's um, stage at E3, like I don't know, it feels like three or four years ago now. 
that everyone was like, whoa, what the fuck was that? That was cool. You know, sort of like a cuphead where they show like, they showed in a sizzle reel and then everyone's like, whoa, hold on. Like, just, come back. Just, just <laughs> come back to that, please. What is this? Yeah. Um, and it's been away for a long time. So the fact that it's coming out on September 9th, I am super stoked for this. It's got like such a cool art style, such a weird vibe to it. Mm. It looks awesome. Like, what is it? I don't know. Looks like a musical game, but I can't tell you what it is. Is it a platformer? Look at this. Is it a I feel like I've taken LSD drugs. trip? <laughs> yeah, definitely does look like My an LSD goodness. trip. It's so good. So yeah, I'm I'm happy that it's finally coming out and happy that it's soon. Yeah, I didn't realize it's so it's September 9th. I mean that's yeah. like and coming to games game pass. So that's My goodness. Cool. Uh, neon, neon white. white, man, this game. So this, this game <laughs> is developed by the same man ba- uh, behind Donut County, Ben Esposito. Oh my god! And it could not be ads. a more different game if it tried. It's like a fast-paced deck builder FPS. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. It's so absolutely this. crazy. Got um, some Donut County shenanigans, and we. Fast forward to to this, which Check is like a completely shit. different game. Yeah, it's like so, an FPS. Yeah. It's fast paced, but you you're picking up cards as you go, so it's like very very quick. It and it's just got this real anime, a uh, cel shaded look. It's gorgeous. Like mm, it looks I cannot like a lot believe, of fun. like all these concepts working in tandem at once. It's a real yeah. interesting concept, and yeah, I'm keen. Someone described it as super hot, but you're on drugs. So, <laughs> I mean, I can see that. I can see that. 100% see that. It's also got like, looks like some good platforming, which I'm quite keen mm. for. This fast very, very curious to play. So, swoosh. that's coming out uh, Switch and PC this winter. So, later this year, I assume. Nice. This game on Switch will be hot, I think. Oh, my God. Mm. Uh, what is this? Outerloop Games. Oh, this is just a like. studio thing. Uh, uh, let me see what this is. So, Outerloop Games. Oh, it's partnering with several yeah. developers on the next project. The first of these is Outerloop Games, the studio behind Falcon Age. Um, next game. The next is project a looks to be a game. skateboarding game. With a narrative that explores immigrant culture and features parkour movement mechanics. Interesting. Nice. Okay. Uh, um, a memoir blue. Uh, reveal trailer. It's an interactive story that uses a mixture of music, 3D animation, 2D art to tell a story about memory and motherhood. Everyone says this game looks very sad, and I agree. It's going to make me cry. It's going to make you cry just a few tears. Where? My another God, but, another beautiful game. Look at that. Yeah, but just it just feels like all the games we've seen, uh, they just so distinct. They 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 different. Like I I don't even know what to compare this to. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, it's pretty. Well, there we go. Um, another partnership for Annapurna. They are partnering up with Jessica Mack, uh, who is working on an unannounced music-based adventure game. Um, if you're unfamiliar with her work, she worked on Everyday Shooter and most importantly, Sounds and Shape or Sound Shape, sorry, mm-hmm. which is a great, great music and rhythm game. So nice. Yeah. Uh, uh, then Storyteller. Uh, publisher and Storyteller, an upcoming game where you progress by telling stories. Nice. Trailer showcases how you're given a prompt and need to rearrange the characters in the story to fulfill it and move to the next page. 
Interesting. That sounds cool. So it's like sounds like a bit of a puzzle game. It reminds me almost of um there was that game a while back. Oh, what was it called? Hideo Kojima really liked it. Uh but it was basically like every 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 like page had a number of like comic panels and you had to rearrange the comic panels so that it told the story for you to progress. So like <laughs> if you rearrange the comic panels and it had your character move into the next uh, panel yes. and in front of an enemy, then it would be like, okay, well you died. So rearrange it. Yeah. It's like a puzzle game. I can't remember what it was called for the life of me. Um, but yeah, it looks similar to that. Uh, and that's cool. So I wasn't laughing at your explanation. I was laughing at what's happening on screen where the, I'm just watching the trailer now of how they, they so for, for audio listeners, it's basically a page with different frames, almost like a, a cartoon strip. And you have but, buttons at the bottom which represent like characters and I suppose themes like love and death. And you, okay. you're literally just dragging these into frame to like, like you've said, arrange the story. But so in this example, it has to be a story of tragedy. So in the last frame, they've put the tombstone of a character who this other one doesn't know. Clearly, it's the like what? Uh, I love the little like. Wait, why am I like at this what? tombstone? <laughs> yeah, it's frame one, girl. Frame two, man falls in love with girl. Frame three, man at tombstone of other random guy. Like what? <laughs> that looks cool. I'd be keen to yeah. check that out. I don't think there's a release date for that, but um, uh, it's coming to PC. It and just Switch, says it's coming and Switch and PC. Solar Ash. This is one we've oh, seen man. a fair bit of now. This game, yeah. So this is uh, developed by the folks at Heart Machine, who um, developed Hyperlight Drifter before this. Mm-hmm. But this is a 3D action adventure game uh, that looks like it's just got like crazy good movements. Almost look mm. like you're on skis. So. Yeah, I mean, if you're watching the trailer on the video version of this podcast, it's just like loads of fast movement moving around. The person's uh, like skating. Yeah, it almost looks like skating. It's gorgeous. It's got this real, like, I don't know what to call it. It's just a strange color palette. It's Mm. very, very cool. I'm very keen on this game. Let me tell you. And it's out soon, October 26th on PS5, PS4, and PC. On on skating quickly, what they don't tell you about Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart is that it's got some real good skating. <laughs> oh yes, yeah. And, Just and in that terms one of big movements, open... I love the boost. How you have to like get your momentum right with the you got to like click it. Yeah, it's so it's good. Really good. Yeah. Okay. Um. Ivy Road. Next one. Another yeah, partnership. Part- Annapurna announced a partnership with a studio called Ivy Road, a brand new studio. Oh, brand new studio founded by. Oh. Davey Reedon, the creator and designer of The Beginner's Guide and Stanley Parable. Oh, my God. Carla Simonja, uh, oh. director of Gone Home and writer for Life is Strange 2. I mean, wow. I, did, like I a... didn't realize Carla had left um, Fulbright. Yeah, like so that's a surprise to me. But I mean, what, what, a, what a team. That's a power that duo. My yeah, goodness. Sure. Okay. So, yeah. Keen to see what Ivy Road develops then. Uh, uh, skin, skin Deep. deep. Uh, so this is another another cat game where you play as an insurance agent responsible for defending a cat-filled spaceship from attacking pirates. Oh, I've seen this. It's like a roguelike. Yeah, I I have definitely seen this before. It's got a really, really cool art style as well. Amazing. It's like a first-person something. Yeah. So it's almost like a roguelike, but you're defending a 
The ship is full of cats, and you're defending them from from pirates. I distinctly remember seeing this. You're smelly. <laughs> I have no idea what's wow, going you on. You just ejected awesome. yourself out of the airlock. Wow, <laughs> amazing. Uh, um, the other cat cat related announcement was Stray. So uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and make this full screen for for the. Oh my god, I'm getting served cat ads now. Hills. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, Stray was Stray was first revealed during the PlayStation reveal, I think, uh, last year. It was part of the yeah, PS5 thing. We got like a, a mood teaser for this game, right? So it was just yes. this is a you're this a cat is a full on a, gameplay walkthrough, yeah, in like a futuristic world with robot people, and that was yeah. even just looking at it, then like, wow, what an interesting setting. What does mm. this game actually look like? And then we get some gameplay, and let me tell you, this is a it's it's weird because it's not really like it's not necessarily lifelike in the terms of like photorealism, but holy hell, this is a gorgeous it's game. Gorgeous, yeah, my goodness, Absolutely it's gorgeous. Really, just beautiful, beautiful mood and artwork, and yeah, I mean, look at those neon sides. Mm, mm. Looks so good. <laughs> well, I, I think like, I think what what yeah. I like most about this is that you know it seems like it's a puzzle and exploration game first mm. and foremost. Yeah. But when you're jumping, like we're seeing in the trailer now, like it's prompts and that makes the, I think the animation for the cat, like much smoother. I think if it mm. was like a platformer and you're just spamming X weird, and seeing yeah. this cat jump up and down, it would look so strange. Yeah. So. Well, my first thought was like, it's a cat. So of course the cat can jump high. <laughs> <laughs> cat. This is, this is what Lupin gets up to at night. Oh my goodness. Yeah. He goes to, he goes and he plays stray. Yeah, but I, I, I mean, we didn't know what the game is about <laughs> necessarily, but the, we've got a, you know, a taste in our end. Man, I, I cannot wait for this game. It looks like such a good time. Look how gorgeous this, thing, this yeah, game looks. I mean, just really something else. Yeah. And this oh, is now out. the cat's got like a robot backpack, so that's cool. I think it was, uh, it's, it's out next year sometime. Yeah, it got delayed um, out of 2021. It's coming early 2022. And That's it will fun. launch on PC, PS5, and PS4. Yeah, well, <clears throat> I cannot wait. It just yeah, looks, this look this looks really too good. good. Too good. If they kill the cats at the end, I'm going to throw this game. Oh in no! Fire. Don't say that. <laughs> uh, the final studio partnership revealed uh, was a partnership with NoCode, the studio behind Observation. The mm -hmm. next project will apparently be their biggest to date. It's a brass. Cool. And then you must and be excited then, for this one. Yes, the final announcement. Uh, it was teased earlier this year mm. but finally got confirmation that uh outer wilds probably one of my favorite games of all time as well That's as getting its first and only expansion called echoes of the eye uh no idea what it's about because the trailer is Super cryptic vague. as hell yeah. Uh, but it is coming out on september 28th so that's real soon as that's well super soon yeah very nice. very so this is a game you should play as well. i know i need to play it i will get to it um, but yeah, otherwise I'd say a very strong showing from Annapurna. Like absolutely, yeah. Just just leading the way. Well, not leading the way, but one of the leaders in um, you know just indie games. You know, putting them in the spotlight and like really good indie games at that. I know they, no, they, they I, have a real knack for identifying incredibly strong. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, what would you like to talk about next? Hmm. Uh, so PS Five storage. Um, actual doo-doo water <laughs> yeah so so there uh, is a um, 
a beta firmware out now that allows you to finally make use of that little slot, uh, which you may not even know existed uh, on your PS5 uh, that lets you expand internal storage using a consumer SSD. So this is different to Xbox that develops their own, well, in partnership with Seagate, their own like little expansion card, mm-hmm. which I've used now on the Series X. It's super simple. There's a slot in the back. You put in the card. The Xbox is like, hey, pick that, pick that shit up. I can install games and play them from there now. Like... Seamless. Well, there was a there was a tweet going around. Who was it? I'm getting. I'm going to get the name wrong. Is it Tom, Tom Warren from oh, it is Tom Warren. Okay. Yeah. Who who literally did a video of like, here's how to do the Xbox slots the card in. Here's how to do the PlayStation, and it's like hard cut to a toolbox. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> this is essentially it. So we always knew, you know, that Sony was going a different route. They were like, we will let you use consumer SSDs that meet our spec. Mm-hmm. Um, for internal uh, storage. Now, so there's a couple of things that make that a bit more challenging. So firstly, the SSD that you need needs to be actually slightly faster than what is in internally in the PS5 because mm-hmm. the PlayStation needs to make provisions for, you know, the, like the compatibility. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. I- interfacing with this hard drive that it doesn't know its architecture, you know, fully. So the second problem that presents is that the custom SSD that's inside the PlayStation 5 is incredibly fast, like faster than the Xbox Series X and at the time when it launched, faster than most commercial ones. Mm. So now the requirement to find a faster one is, firstly, it it, uh, omits a lot of drives from compatibility straight out the gate. Yeah. And then on top of it, the drives that you do find are incredibly expensive. So when... When Microsoft first announced their expansion card at what two hundred and twenty dollars for a terabyte, everyone was like, "Whoa, that's so that's like half the price of the console. It's so expensive." Let me tell you, the cheapest <coughs> one you can find for PS Five is that price, and, and that's the for, cheapest one you can find. Yeah, and that might not even work because right now, because this firmware is in beta, Sony doesn't have an approval of, list of SSDs. They have a full spec sheet down to your length, width, and breadth of the SSD, the include uh, whether it has a heatsink or not, because they need a heatsink. So you need mm-hmm. to actually measure the heatsink and make sure it fits. It needs to have a certain speed rating. It needs to interface over a certain, um, it has to interface over a certain number of lanes. So this is like seriously like fucking, you know, this is beyond even building your own PC knowledge mm. because you can very easily buy a $200 plus terabyte hard drive and this thing just straight up doesn't work. And yeah. then on top of it, Sony says that even drives that meet all of these specifications might not work for unseen, unforeseen reasons and that they take no responsibility for that. Yeah. So they Which are is... seriously passing the buck to the consumer here and being like, try no, your luck, a... homies, because we don't know, um, especially during this beta period. Mm. And I personally think you know people are downplaying it they're like oh what what's so hard about taking out two screws and putting this thing in that's not the point the point is like firstly how many people even know the support exists because no you have to take off the side panel of your console to put this thing in so firstly i can already tell you off the top of my head a bunch of people i know who will not do that Mm. um and then like finding like expecting most people to understand all these parameters. A lot of people are going to be, they're going to go onto Amazon or they're going to go on to Take mm. or whatever and be like, 
Cool. NVMe SSD (laughs) or Gen 4 NVMe SSD. And I tell you now, there's going to be a lot of product descriptions that say compatible with PS5. It's not going to be because there's Mm. a lot of that for for cables. Like I've bought so many cables for Oculus Rift forever that is like, yeah, this supports Oculus Link and it doesn't. Like it straight up doesn't. So this is a fucking minefield. Um, And until Sony puts out their own approved list, I do not recommend anyone buy any SSDs for this thing. Mm. Um, I just, yeah, I think I was it's gonna too say weird it's, right now. It's going to open up this, this, I mean, not even a niche, but there's going to be a huge demand now for reviews and videos on what, you know, which hard drives have been tested and worked. And like, even if, I mean, if Sony comes out with an approved list, like that's cool. But until then, mm. you are going to go to like, say, you know, a, a tech channel and be like, well, what do they say? They've actually tested mm. it, you know, because the package says it's compatible, but does it actually work? And even like you've pointed out, Sony said, well, that could be compatible, but it still might not work for unforeseen circumstances. Yeah. Like they like, literally say in this thing, like even if your SSD checks all these boxes, it may not work. And then on top of it, they say it may not work at the speed that you're expecting. So because these things aren't, you know, Microsoft and Seagate developed a drive that Microsoft knows when it connects, it connects in this way, it interfaces with the internal storage in this way, they know exactly how to control that entire pipeline. Mm. With Sony, you know, already you're being told, get a faster one because you might end up losing speed just in the way that the console and this thing talk to each other. Yeah. And then on top of it, you know, you might have instances where games end up loading slower. So how does that then work? And this is said on their, their page, it, you know, you might not get the same performance as the internal drive, even though you're able to play games off of this thing. So yeah. then how does that work with games where developers are now going, well, we expect this speed from the internal drive, but if they're playing it off this supported, you know, expansion drive, we have to facilitate that, you know? Yeah. So it it takes the sting out of the whole, the PlayStation has a faster SSD, so games can be developed in a way that they can't be on Xbox, because now you have this, completely unforeseen um components in there that has to be catered for exactly um listen this is this is the problem on pc you know you have so many different (laughs) configurations that games don't work the way they expect to i i do not understand why sony went this route like i get it proprietary proprietary storage sucks like it really does but when you're talking about you know, developing games that have to meet a certain spec, a certain SSD speed. There, there's no way around that. Uh, otherwise, you end up with this situation which is more PC-like than console. And I bet you a lot of people are not going to, like, even bother with this. No. Um, I can tell you now I wouldn't. I'm like, my, I know my PlayStation's got, like, 800 gigs, whatever. I'll just uninstall stuff. Like, it's, I, I'll, I'll, I'd rather do that than, you know, have the convenience of just adding another drive. You know, I, I wouldn't be shocked that if, you know, we we will get some mid-gen refresh of these consoles, I'm almost mm. certain. Um, and I wouldn't be shocked if Microsoft comes out with a controller that has adaptive triggers mm. and Sony comes out with a way to... A chip. A, a proprietary storage. <laughs> like, yeah. hey, you can still use consumer chips, but we added this port on the back for an SSD we make. I, I guarantee you that's going to Put money on it. No, yeah. Well, if if you are listening, UFD Tech, we need we need videos on <laughs> on you testing out these yeah. these Brent, chips we and need PS5s, a, please. <laughs> we need we need a whole breakdown of which SSDs work and um, 
which don't and different loading times and all of them, we will link you. I will pay you nothing because I have no money, <laughs> but I'll give you a hug if you ever visit again. Amazing. Deal of a lifetime. I, I mean, my hugs are world-renowned. Oh, wow. Not in COVID, they're not. <laughs> and, yeah, that's true. It's true. Your hugs are worthless. Nice <laughs> I'll give you a high five. Oh, my God. And in, then sanitizer in, afterwards. In a complete pivot, we go to mm. uh, Sonic is now a doctor and a psychiatrist, thanks to... Oh, my God. Uh, Please walk me through this because you've two actually point played hospital. Two Point Hospital. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I haven't, I haven't played Two Point Hospital for, for actual years, but I mean, Two Point Hospital, right? It's a, you know, a fake hospital simulator where you get to build a hospital that cures made-up diseases and and, you know... Issues, Sorry whatever. to interrupt real quick, but in this gif, <laughs> is that Sonic being a psychiatrist to Freddie Mercury? Probably. I mean, that dude looks like Freddie Mercury on the couch. It's yeah, it's that's one of the the ailments <laughs> in the ridiculous. game. So my wait, is the ailment Freddie Mercury disease? I, I don't know what it's called, but it's people who think they're Freddie Mercury. <laughs> Trust me, the, this, this game's game worth is playing. <laughs> you, you should 100 percent play it. Um, but I, I guess this is an update or a DLC or something, but. It introduces Sonic and a whole cast of characters from Sonic games as, you know, staff in Two Point Hostel. So, like we've mentioned in this GIF, we've got Sonic uh, who's sitting on, on the psychiatrist chair solving this Freddie Mercury ailment. Uh, so, yeah, we've got we've got Knuckles. I mean, not Knuckles, uh, Tails in reception. We've got Knuckles actually sweeping up the floor there as a janitor. So Yes, uh, the real, real respect Sega has for <laughs> Knuckles, eh? That's so good. It's, I love that this exists. <laughs> I love the decorations. I mean, you've got you've got we've golden got some, rings like there. You've got Sega machines. It's yeah, we've got some some sunflowers from the game. This as well. is so absurd. I, Amazing. I love it. I love, it. I love yeah. how absurd this is. It's fantastic. Um, oh, it's, apparently, uh, yeah. it's free. So yeah, it's a free yeah. DLC. Yeah. Amazing. Um. Yeah. At least you'll know you'll get the speediest service. Brilliant. <laughs> Will you get the faster service? Um, the Playdate, which is mm. a console you could probably tell me more about. But for, for if you don't know, the Playdate is, it basically looks like a, I don't know, like a modern day Game Boy, except it's got mm. a crank. <laughs> it, which yeah, will I mean, if that confuses you, some, then yeah. you should look at the Playdate uh, pitch video because it is a fantastic video that kind of really makes a good case for this little console. Um, it's for all intents and purposes though it is a modern day retro console um, yes which yeah. looks real real nice it's i love the design i love the way it looks um yeah we, i love I the color we'll see, i love that it's yellow it's really yeah, i guess nice. i guess we'll see what the games look like though when you know when when it actually yeah so, so you you say it's a retro console but it's not like it doesn't play a nintendo game oh no no yeah like sorry that, yeah. It, it's like it's what i mean is it's a I'm just a modern day retro console with its own, you know, retro designed games in it, I guess. Own when I say retro games, yeah. when I say retro, I mean like the fact that the games are literally black and white. Um, mm -hmm. I suppose somewhat simplistic. And it's um, you know, it so it when when you buy it, you don't know what games actually come with it. It's gonna have a season of games. So mm. that season is gonna last twelve weeks and every week you get two games. Um, and a lot of them are from like well-renowned developers. Uh, I know there's a South African developer that's worked on one. I don't know who it is <laughs> oh, wow. because I just see South Africa mentioned on the map of games and I don't know. I, nice. If I had to guess, I would guess free lives, but I Probably, don't know for yeah. sure. Um, I don't actually know. 
Lucas Pope, developer of Papers, Please, and Oberdin, is making a game for Playdate. This, this is um, the console he's been waiting for. I mean, Oberdin was like made for this console. <laughs> it, it was the proof of concept for this console. Exactly. Um, so yeah, I um, mean, when you when you have names like that um, developing for a console where the games are exclusive, uh, that's cool. Uh, mm. I, you know, I get it. It's a little niche thing. It's also expensive. It's like $180 for this thing. Mm. So... It's cool though. I'm glad that they sold. I mean, the initial allocation, twenty twenty thousand units in twenty minutes, which is yeah. So so they are taking orders for production, so it will never sell out. Um, yeah. It just means that if you buy it now, you might only get it next year as opposed to release later this year. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I ordered one. I'm very keen to give it a go. Nice. We'll get your your full review. Um. This is the the headline of the week, I'd say. Dr. Mario Build, mobile game. Oh, sorry. Nintendo gives Dr. Mario mobile game just three months to live. I mean, rip Mario. <laughs> uh, a tip of the say. hat to that headline on uh, oh, Polygon, courtesy so of... I can't Ma- read it on Discord. It's Michael McWurter? McWurter? Mc- Mc- oh, yeah. Michael McWurter. <laughs> yeah, phenomenal headline. Just A-plus shit Great. right there. Um, um, so I've never played Dr. Mario World on mobile, but I same. know it was met with some criticism, I think. Yeah, a yeah. lot of, uh, you know, the same sort of things as a lot of Nintendo games on mobile. Yeah. Um, transactions and uh, payment gateways and stuff like that. So, yeah, so, I've never been a huge Dr. Mario uh, fan. Uh, match 3 stuff just isn't my vibe. Um, mm. So, but yeah, the yeah. game will officially shut down on November 1st. Mm-hmm. Uh, rendering the game completely unplayable. Uh, Nintendo has already ended purchases of the Dr. Mario World's in-game currency. Players will be able to review their history with the game. A web page will launch after Dr. Mario World is terminated. That sucks if you really invested in this game. Mm. Um, especially since it only launched in 2019, so it's not like it's super it's old. too uh, old, yeah. But yeah, that, that sucks. That yeah. sucks. Um, and last piece of news this week, which touches on the awful news we mentioned last week, the, the lawsuit against Activision Blizzard. But I mean, in a positive spin, Activision Blizzard employees to walk out in support of harassment lawsuits. I mean, that, that's the headline. They did do a walkout mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. to support the, harass, the harassment lawsuits. And I mean, the, the whole week, there's been snippets and different stories and new allegations. And it's it's like, what a, what a shit show um, Activision Blizzard is going through. But I'm glad it's being brought to light and yeah, good on the employees for, you know, because we, we touched on the, I, I suppose, the statement that Activision put out uh, last week. Mm. And like I think you mentioned, very defensive, very much like skirting a lot of the issues. And the employees were like, nah, <laughs> like yeah. we're not going to stand for that. Essentially, um, yeah. Bob, Bobby Kotick eventually came out and renounced that statement from Activision. Funnily enough, off, only after the Activision share price dropped like five percent in one day. So yeah, uh, take that as you will. Uh, but yeah, two thousand six hundred. I'm sure that number is much higher now. Uh, current and former Activision Blizzard employees have signed an open letter in support of the DFEH lawsuit. Um, they have several demands of uh, Activision that apparently have not been met, and Activision is saying that they are not going to discuss this anymore uh, outside of internal, you know, work forum uh, places. And they, Activision, is trying their very best to mediate this all internally as a company yeah. would do. Um, 
I saw earlier this week that they had apparently hired a law firm to handle this, and that law firm was famous for um, fighting against unionization of Amazon workers. So fucking nice. A-plus job there, Activision. Um, yep. But yeah, they they just continue to be more and more horror stories coming out of this thing. Like, um, I mean, apparently in 2018 stuff. or 2019, there was an employee there who was fired because he installed a camera in uh, the unisex bathrooms. Uh, that was, uh, you you know, you can just imagine what that was doing. Um, they also had um, rooms in some Blizzard offices, I think it was. Uh, oh, for women who were breastfeeding yeah. and there were no locks on the door and men just used to barge into there. Like, what the fuck? Like, on a, yeah. that, that's all you can say to that. Like, it's, so yeah, on, it's... And, then, and then on top of that, you had the, uh, the big report by Kotaku earlier this week of um, oh, a the, room that the, used to be called the Cros- Crosby Cros- Suite. Yeah. Oh, the Crosby Suite, yeah. Crosby um, Suite, yeah. A lot of employees uh, at, I think it was 2013 BlizzCon, uh, posing with a picture of um, convicted rapist Bill Cosby, um, fully well aware of that what that connotation means, um, and some real choice um, messages Exchanges, between employees yeah. um, about bringing younger female employees up to the suite, uh, getting them real drunk, um, and engaging in sexual harassment with them. Um, Apparently, one of the people in the photo was even an HR representative, so that yeah, <laughs> which is just can get real yeah. fucked. Uh, so, apparently, the main culprit of that uh, was actually dismissed from the company only in 20, 2020 or twenty or twenty nineteen for for ongoing harassment. So, the fact that he was able to get away with that for years and years and years, basically, all the all the um. All the comments we had from like former Blizzard employees, you know, the former leaders of that company can honestly just go in a bin because mm-hmm. they were there at the time of this happening. So yeah. they had to have known. There's no way. There's no way you lead a company and you don't know of things like that. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, so in my view, Blizzard needs a real, Blizzard and Activision uh, need a real weeding out of all, pretty much most top executives because even if they weren't directly involved, they were aware of it. And until mm. you get all of the people that have had the ability to change this or were involved in it out, nothing will change. Yeah. Um, so yeah, real, real disgusting all around. And yeah. I'm just glad it's, it's being put out there. And this, I, hope, uh, this stuff I genuinely hope this lawsuit drills this funky company into the ground and yeah. forces change. Because that's the only way it's going to change industry-wide is if an example is made of someone. Uh, so yeah we'll see so yeah on that note that's news for this week Um, Mm. but yeah at least like you said it's it's come to light and let's just hope that you know the action actually happens yeah that's all we can hope for all we can hope for Uh, Uh, should we questions if you want to send us questions or want to send them to the show you can email us checkpotchatpodcast at gmail.com you can also message us on all our social platforms at Checkpoint Chat on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, all of that, all of that shit. All of those uh, places. Um, we have a question from Silverback96, whose Twitter name is Fandom is Awesome, who just asks, Half-Life 3 when? 
question mark. <laughs> I mean, we really I got think... Half-Life 3. It's called we've... Half-Life Alex. It was great. Oh, I still need to play that. I mean, I think we've we've touched on this, you know, indirectly because of Half-Life Alex, where it's a thing of Half-Life Alex exists. I think Valve did very well. I mean, I've never played it. You've played it. But it, for all intents and purposes, from what you've said and from what others have said, like massively successful game, really good. Valve still have that magic. Um, you know, could this be a precursor to Half-Life 3? Like, I, I don't know. I hope I, so. I'd love to see I think so, through. yeah. W- whether, I mean, again, there's a lot I want to say, but I also want you to play Half-Life Alex, and I don't want to touch on the ending because... Yeah, um, I'll get to it. The ending definitely indicates that Valve is not done with um, Half-Life. So I'll keep it at that. Um, But yeah, I, I, I think we will get a Half-Life or more Half-Life in the future, whether that is a Half-Life 3, I don't know. Whether it is a traditional Half-Life, I don't know either because I thought Alex was pretty great. And I acknowledge that, yes, it's only available on a platform which requires a powerful PC and an expensive, uh, you know, VR headset. So it's not not as accessible to everyone, but I will say that it is the best VR thing I've played. Um, So I would love them to continue doing weird shit with Half-Life. And um, yeah. if that means more VR, I'm there for it. So, yeah. Nice. Okay. We have some questions from your favorite, favorite person, Chilla Zeta. Ah, fuck's sake. She says, question one, who will be left hungry in Hungary? <laughs> <laughs> Is he asking me who loses now? Like, I'm, I'm not uh, sure. I don't know. Uh, that, that's the question. <laughs> Who loses? Um, I don't know. Um, who's who's going to Mazespin because he's a terrible driver and a shit human being. So wow, definitely him. Um, I, I don't know. Uh, I think I think it's going to be an interesting race because uh, uh, Red Bull and Mercedes are at each other's throats and fighting very um, openly. So it's from a drama standpoint, it's real fun. Uh, who's going to win? I don't know. Last last time I said Max, and he probably would have if he if he didn't crash out in the first lap of the race. Uh, so <laughs> I, I really don't know. I, I'm goodness. just going to enjoy. The, you know what, Chella? When you give me predictions, I'll give you predictions. You'll respond. Okay, here we go. Uh, a question two: When do we get a co-op stream of you two playing Cuphead, or it takes two? Ooh. Uh, those are both cool. games I still want to play. Cuphead, man, I'm dying to play this. I game. mean, I, one one of our earliest friendship memories was playing Cuphead um, at, at Gamescom. E- was it Gamescom, yeah. Yeah, it's Gamescom. Uh, yeah. Our, it was our first trip together. Uh, we went to Gamescom. Oh my God. And I just remember us sitting in a hotel room. It was Gamescom, you're right. We were sitting in a hotel room doing a video, just commentating over Cuphead, over, yeah. which which is, went on to be, I mean, at the time, one of the, the bigger Lazy Gamer uh, videos, hits in yeah. terms of video views. I got a ton of views, which was quite It was cool. fun. I, and we very quickly realized <laughs> that Matthew has much better gaming skills than me because oh I, I kept dying constantly. We, we yeah. gave that video the best name because I think we fought a carrot boss. It is like, a giant carrot, yeah. It's like a giant carrot beats us and we enjoyed it. Also. <laughs> yeah. It's like <laughs> 10 out of 10. I, I love that event. It was like in the basement of some like um, auditorium and it felt mm. very like dungeony. And then they yeah. had Currywurst and Cuphead, and I was just eating loads of spicy sausages and playing Cuphead. It was a it's great a good time. time. 
this is not a question, but just a comment. It says, I, Cello says, I just want to thank Sandy for showing up on Tuesday and losing to me as expected. It was wow. brave of you. <laughs> wow. This guy. I give him a compliment early in the oh show and he God. comes at me with that he shit. Comes at you. Good you know, Lord. you know, he says this, but you know, he was consistently losing to Brad, and Brad was actually giving me tips, you know. Brad so is like we a all know who's the better now. human being. <laughs> yeah, Brad Brad is real helpful that game. He's like, listen, yeah, exactly. give you a tip. Go I mean, like he was real helpful because he wanted everyone to be cello, but that just shows you I mean, no one likes cello. He's got his priorities so. straight. So <laughs> Yeah. And then the last question. Uh, here's a big question and it could even be the picture of your podcast this week would you rather fight a chicken to the death every time you get into a car or fight an orangutan to the death once a year but you get a sword <laughs> so the first one sounds like something from Legend of Zelda and the second one sounds like a Sekiro boss like I mean I'm gonna come out and say that if you're fighting an orangutan you're gonna die like sorry Orang- orangutan even with a sword you. Even if, yeah, you know, our primate distant cousins, you know, the evolutionary pool. Would you, would you fight a gorilla, for example? If I had a, no. if I had a sword, I, I, listen, if I didn't have a sword, I would die. Like, no two questions. Straight With the sword, maybe I have a 20% chance of winning that fight. I, I don't even know if you have a 20% chance. Because think, think of how, I mean, look, orangutans are big, but like. Orangutans are they, really big. They are still like real dexterous okay they're gonna swing up uh, here, here's here's what i'll say are there trees in this arena because if there are trees i'm mm. dead <laughs> that's also true because <laughs> it will just get swung coming, above and like fucking exactly if it's like coming elbow straight at from me the top. In, a, in an open gladiator arena like maybe i have a chance you know i just keep pointing mm. my sword out and it'll know like <laughs> oh danger but if there's trees above me i'm dead this thing's gonna swing from branch to branch i'm not gonna be able to keep up um in which case i'll take the chicken you know, even if it means I've got to climb into a car, I'll survive. I'll definitely beat oh, a chicken. Jesus, I, I don't know about that. Hey, I, okay, so I get what you're saying about the orangutan. Um, I, I guess, I guess, even with a sword, even if you get one or two nicks in it, he will still just hit you once on the head, and you'll be down like that. And, and you would have lost grip of the sword, and that that is it, game over. Um, Let me just Google you. How strong is an? <laughs> Just Google orangutan. the weight of an orangutan. I'm pretty sure like <laughs> one hit with that fist is just going to fucking end you. People also ask, can a human beat an orangutan? Okay, let's see here. <laughs> Hang on. Can- <laughs> this is on Quora, of course. Can of a course. Human- can a human beat an orangutan in single combat? <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? Okay, this is a top answer. Yes, if the human can choose the venue, I recommend Chinese checkers or poker. <laughs> if it That's is a, a contest answer. of strength between two adults in their prime, as soon as the orangutan figures out he's in a fight, the human loses. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> it, so. I mean, is it, there anything there about having a sword? Edit. It is worth noting that orangutans are an endangered species and it would be both <laughs> illegal in the US and wrongs even try to. <laughs> Like we're so, actually gonna do this. So even if you win, you're going to jail, is what they're saying. So yeah, this this answer from Bob Kinch, f- former Army Winter Warfare instructor for 35 years. Okay, he he knows his shit. Okay, says, I want to hear what sh- Bob has to say. Sure. Otherwise, that rule the world. We were winning long before gunpowder. So here's what you have to do: 
get a weapon. Big weapons like spears or missile weapons like bows or slings. Jesus, okay, you went from zero to a hundred there. Wow. But I'd rather be an expert with a rock than a rookie with a spear. So number two, (laughs) get good at it. Number three, you will have you'll have you'll have to have the will to win. That comes from practice and confidence with your weapon. (laughs) Miss any of those factors and you toast. This dude's serious. Okay, he's, he's, he's thought this out. Holy he's hell. advising a rocket launcher <laughs> to take out this orangutan. Thing is, with the rocket launcher, you have one shot. If you miss, that orangutan's coming for you. It knows you mean business. Uh, I, I, and then just the last one. There's a whole. <laughs> my goodness. Uh, in reality, yes, but the person has to have serious martial arts skills, strength, and power. So what uh, you're saying is they need to be Bruce For Lee. example, Okiniwan, Goju, Ryu, Grandmaster Mars, Oyuma killed a charging bull with one punch. Don't know who that is. Holy but, shit. Uh, That's in the crazy. Bible, David, same one who killed Goliath, mind you, who was a shepherd and warrior, killed a lion and a bear with his bare hands. Damn. Okay, Okay, but we're talking about real life, not fiction. <laughs> here, so yes, it's possible, but very rare today is 99.99 percent of people in the world would be easily killed or destroyed by these animals in a physical fight without weapons nothing about a sword okay i tried okay but i mean okay so bob uh army veteran bob uh suggested firearms which definitely aren't the same he did mention a spear and he said your spear would be hard so he said he'd rather be a professional with a rock than an amateur with a spear so and I, I mean if you're talking about both of us we are definitely amateurs with a spear and a spear even has more reach than a sword mm. so i'd say you don't have to let the orangutan get really close so yeah i think the spear is actually a better weapon so I, I, yeah but listen we're not giving enough time to this chicken thing think about <laughs> it you're talking every day so firstly that's just oh, no, really no, no. tiring maybe yeah. not in lockdown because you're not driving all the time but like imagine Imagine you just going to the shops. You just want to go buy a Coke and some chips, man. And now you've got to fight this fucking chicken in your car to even go and do that. But then you I've want to got grab some McDonald's. You've got to fight a chicken. This you know? is true. It gets exhausting. And, and, then, I- and, then, it, and then it will even get mad because you, you want some chicky nuggies from, from McDonald's. <laughs> and it's like, oh, you eating me now? Let's fucking go. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, but then you just wring its neck. <laughs> Listen, I have chickens at home. They are fast. They are scary. When when they when they fly at you, they are big, and they fly at your face and they want to peck your eyes. I mean, I'm not saying you can easily just grab that neck and go, but if you're doing it every single day, the odds are stacked against you. One day you are going to lose an eye. My goodness, like that's true. Three hundred sixty-four days of the year, you can kill that chicken, but it just needs one day to blind you. My goodness. And then, so what you're and then is what, that, once you blind, way. that chicken, that chicken is you, you're done. You're not driving anymore. That chicken's won. It you might as well sell your car to it. <sighs> but then if you fight the orangutan, you die anyway. So you got to At choose. least it's a quick death. At least it's once you, off. That's true. Yeah, it's a it's a quick death. I'm changing my answer to orangutan once a year with a sword. <laughs> I think so. I mean, I mean, just think of the 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 chicken attacks Link has to deal with in. Legend of Zelda. Now imagine that every day as soon as you get in your car. You get in a car and it's just feathers. You know? You get in your car. We're not even talking about the mess in your car. Yeah, and chickens poop like crazy. (laughs) I guess uh, we're fighting the orangutan. Cool, man. Yeah, I'll I'll fight the orangutan. I will move to the US where it's illegal so I can't fight the orangutan. Ah, pro strats. Bam. There we go. There's my loophole. Also, there it will be really easy to get a gun. So... (laughs) This is true. 
Uh, but yeah, the, thanks for the question, Chillo. <laughs> and yeah, that, that's all of them, though. We have no more this week. Thank you. If you want to send us uh, good good questions like Chillo uh, <laughs> regarding Formula One and fighting orangutans, oh, man. Um, you can email us, checkpointchatpodcast at gmail.com. You can also message us on all our social platforms at Checkpoint Chat on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, anyway. Message us whenever, whatever, whatever nonsense you have really? in your mind. Tell us how many chicken nuggets you ate today or how many chicken chickens nuggies. you fought. My goodness. Did you make uh, your own chicken nuggets? Mm. Mm, mm, mm. Have you tried Imagine. the spicy chicken nuggets from McDonald's yet? I have not. They're good. They are good. Guess I'll get the spicy chicken nuggets with some jalapeno dipping sauce. Oh, some good. chicken nuggies. I'm ready. KFC also has zinger nuggets now. I still have not tried those. Are they good? Pretty good. Some chicken nuggies. I guess uh, we're gonna have to make a plan. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that is that is the episode 154. That is episode one hundred and fifty-four. Just shy of that two-hour mark again. Yo, we're getting really long in the tooth here, but we took a lot of drinks in today's episode. You had some shots. We had a few swigs of Dead Store and uh, Trackmania. It was a good time. Yeah, um, pretty hammered right now on, on video games. Oof. What are you going to go drink drink later today? Mm, oh, I'm going to continue playing some Divinity Original Sin 2. Oh, um, nice, yeah. Yeah, I started a campaign of that with my cousin. So we're playing like every weekend. We play like two or three hours of that. Nice. Really fun. Um, it's like an actual D&D campaign then. <laughs> essentially, <laughs> really yeah. Cool. Es- essentially, yeah. <laughs> um, and then probably just some more Symphony of the Night. Nice. What What are you going to be up to? Uh, I'm probably just going to do some flats, I guess. Try some mm. flats. Mm. Go visit do some transatlantic flats. Yeah. yeah. Go visit, Sounds good. Visit all, we, you know, we've got to do all, all the usual thing, you know. Number one, fly over where you live. You know, you yeah, have to see. Absolutely. absolutely. Fly over where you live. Number two, fly over, you know, popular relative locations. I'm going to visit my brother, my mom, my sister. And then like all the destinations we've been to, I want to fly to Madeira. I want to go Ooh, visit some Cape yeah. Town. You know, there's a lot of places. Try, I, can I want you to try land at the Madeira airport. Oh, I'll, I'll just get black screens. It'll be like, yeah. no. <laughs> that airport is wild. It's so crazy. You did not remember to throw the anchor out the window. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, if there's no clapping track after you've landed, <laughs> what is this game even? It's a fake game. I can't. can't It'll be cool though in Madeira because you could probably like take a small plane and fly past like the the place where you got married because it's quite Mm -hmm. close to the sea and quite high. Yeah. Um, You can fly past the Cristiano Ronaldo Museum. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you must fly past Table Mountain. It's real cool. It's yeah. Looks really cool. It's not flat. They're loud. I've seen that (laughs) mountain from above. It's not flat. It, it's real it. cool to like fly over a city that you know quite like intimately mm. and be like, oh, just it looks awesome. Like it's mm. very, very nice. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to fly over all those places. Did you know there cool. was an airport in Robin Island? I have a vague recollection of that. Yeah. You can, you can take off from Robin Island. It's just called Cape Town Airport, not Cape Town International. And it's on Robin oh. Island. <laughs> Amazing. Real, it's real strange. Yeah. <laughs> nice. I'll take off from there. Uh, but yeah, that's that's all I've got planned really. I'm nice. I'm off this coming week. I need to decide what I really want to sink my teeth into because I'll have time to play some some stuff. Out of wilds. Maybe. How long is it? Um you can finish it in like fifteen hours. Hmm. Okay. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, it's we'll it's see. hard to say because it's it's all dependent on it's, uh, how yeah like your puzzle solving. So yeah. yeah, I don't actually know if it's on Game Pass anymore. Uh, it's off Game Pass. Oh, did it get removed? Bummer. It's removed. It's fine. But it's on, it's on the Epic Game Store. I think it's pretty cheap there. Let's see, Outer Wilds. Oh, I'll, oh, save forty percent on Outer Wilds on Steam. It's ninety rand. Like, oh, oh, fucking go for it. <laughs> that is like the best ninety rand you'll ever spend. My goodness. Yeah. Okay, I'm ready. Cool. That's it. Wow. Awesome. <laughs> so there's an Annapurna collection, which has mm-hmm. like I suppose the entire collection of games for one thousand seven hundred and thirty rand. Sixteen games. Oh, that's not bad. That bundle. Yeah. That's like a hundred rand a game. Yeah. That's good. That's cool. It's I'd buy some, that. Some good things. Yeah. Okay. Here's my plans. Um yeah. Thank you so much for listening as always. Um we appreciate you. We love you and we will be back next week mm-hmm. on another episode of Checkpoint Chat. Thank you so cool. much. Thank you. Goodbye. Bye.